Ladies and gentlemen, you got Chris Thomas. Jamal Thomas. And you're listening to the Running Back Sports Show, Sports for the Culture. What's going on, everybody? What's going on? Yes, and sir. And we got a very special guest for us today. Our man, Corey. What's going on, man? Uh, not much. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, man. Corey's definitely going to be joining us with discussion today. We have some really good topics today, man. We're going to be talking about, you know, the home run derby and MLB All-Star break. We're going to be talking about training camp, which is about a week away. We're going to continue our rankings uh, from teams from roster construction 20-25 today. We got my man, Kenny, who uh, who's a friend of mine who I met down at the Senior Bowl, calling in at 530 to talk Atlanta Falcons football and where he thinks his Atlanta Falcons ranks on our list as well. And we're going to talk some, some NBA offseason as well. James Harden being a man of his word, taking a team pay cut to make sure that the Sixers Get what they need in terms of depth-wise to make sure that they can make this potential championship run. And if you want to call to join the discussion, that number is 215-763-9596. Without further ado, let's start with NFL, man. Well, um, training camp's coming up for most teams. They'll be opening up uh, beginning the end of next week, or I guess the beginning of the week after next, so about 10 days away. Yep. Uh, Ooh, I'm excited. You can smell it in the air, man. Oh, the grass man. is cut. The draft picks have been kind of hazed. The signings are mostly done. You know, you're still going to have some training camp guys who kind of switch teams, maybe a little bit of trades. But I think teams are where they're at. And now you're kind of cutting down from that. I guess most teams are at 90 right now, right? Yeah. And you're starting to cut down from 90 to 53, guys. Um, we definitely had one uh, roster spot open for So we're at 89. We're at 89. That's particularly what we're keeping the an eye on. Hmm. Is Devin Allen on the active roster? Yes. Yes. He is. Okay. He's most certainly on the active roster. Okay. But that open roster spot is for the quote-unquote trade rumor that's out there right now. To Jesse Bates. Because you wouldn't need a – you don't need to do a player-for-player player transaction there. So let's – look, capital. Let's – if we're going to start with the birds, we're going to start with the hottest rumor in yeah. the streets right now. Howie's guy's eyes on Jesse Bates. It's been no secret all summer. We obviously thought maybe with the signing of Jaquiski Tart, uh, the backing of Marcus Epps, and Who? then the retention. Jaquiski? Jaquiski? Who? Jaquiski? Jaquiski? So let me ask you a question. How <laughs> impactful do you really think that sign is going to be? So I think with retention of Harris, who's a smart veteran, I'm not saying he's a world beater. I like Epps. You need a tone setter. He's a hitter. Um, I still like Kayvon Wallace. Whoa. I know I'm very short. I'm not selling my Kayvon Wallace stock. I like Kayvon Wallace a lot. I think Bates, obviously, if you get Bates, that puts us over the top. Because then you have three veteran smart safeties. Bates is an all-pro slash Pro Bowl performer who can bring the talent to a room that I think is very – a room that two years ago – three years ago now, I guess – had Rodney McLeod and Malcolm Jenkins. We now have Jesse Bates, Jaquiski Tart. You're giving me nightmares. Anthony Harris, Marcus Epps, and Kayvon Wallace. I know that scares you, but if that's our weakest group on the team, I can live with that. And it fortifies your secondary because at that point it's – Bates, Harris, Darius Slay, Bradbury. Bradbury, and then you have Avanti, Avanti Maddox, Maddox in the slot. Exactly. So you still point, got McPherson somewhere to throw in there when you need to, or you go to Big Nickel. Yeah. Like, I think we have depth. Now, I will say I'm a little afraid at corner, if only for the fact that if Slay or Bradbury goes down at some See, sort of. That's where I kind of will counteract that. I'm more fearful of my safeties, not. Because, one, I think Harris personally is over the hill. I 27, 28. That don't mean nothing. I mean, did you see him last year? Now, he did say he wasn't in the greatest of shape. 
he got in much better shape for this training camp, so I'm eager to see what he has to provide. But outside of that, uh, Epps has been in our system for, what, three years now in yeah. the Vikings system? Mm-hmm. He has, he's, like, flashed here and there, but he's, he's not Avante Maddox. Like, when you see Avante Maddox on the field, you pretty much knew you had something. Mm-hmm. Epps is kind of like one of those – I don't want to say he gives me scares of, like, a DGB just because it's like we're banking on potential. Because what has he really shown us? Epps has shown us really nothing. Some he's hard hits sparingly. and a couple of interceptions. But he's played sparingly. And then outside of that, you said Tart. But how excited I am about a guy that San Fran, who's not that great in their secondary right now, let go of a guy who's been starting for them for the last, what, two, three years? Maybe even three to four. Now, point. granted, if Bates come in, that changes the d- dynamic. You know, I think that safeties are the weakest part of the, the, the roster. roster. Which, to me, I'll be honest, like, if you would have told me – Ending after the Tampa Bay game, what will be our weakness going into training camp? And it would be the safety group. I'd live with that. Because <laughs> we had a lot of holes. We had a lot of holes. And it just felt like they all got filled really quick. And we, you know, deservedly so sometimes give Howie a lot of crap. Because sometimes when he misses, it's like annoyingly epic. But when he hits, man, you got to give the guy credit. When he hits, he hits in such a perfect way. It's like... You know what you're going to give Howie. And, and I'll be honest, like, seeing how other teams in the league are constructed and what they go through with their GMs and their GMs' mindset and thinking and knowing, like, certain teams you know when they get a top ten pick, y'all are going to make the wrong pick. No matter who it is, whether it's through development, whether you just didn't see the right guy, y'all are going to make the wrong pick. And it's like one thing about Howie is, yes, he's missed sometimes. I, we, Lord knows we know, right? Yes. You know, obviously Justin Jefferson and Rager. Uh, Can I uh, interject there, though? Yes. Um, and, Chris, please help me with this. Yeah. You said that Howie m- misses sometimes. Now, I do agree with you. Howie's biggest blunders is in the fact that Howie – we could say Howie is – I'm be honest. I think he's close to a talent genius. Now, and this is why I say this, because he, his misses is always in the first round, sometimes second round. But his mid to late round finds are – Belichick has. Thank you. I mean, Kelsey. Jordan Mailata. Like, is oh, the per, is the he's the post. You don't even have to say any name past him. Exactly. You know. I mean, b- beyond that, Boston Scott. You know. I mean, granted, everybody don't need to love. No, Boston and here's Scott, the beautiful thing about Boston Scott. That's not a draft pick, guys. That's a that's I mean, a find on a practice squad. That's even more. Talent. That's what I'm like, saying. saying like he thrives at bargain bin shopping. Yes. So when it comes yes. to and what, trades. And trade well, I think he's unrivaled when it comes to trade market because yeah. his he's Dan, he's the Danny Ainge of football. Like I think he he's just better than Danny people. Ainge of football. I mean, I will argue that he's the Bill Belichick of the front office. I don't think honestly, you can't name me a GM. I'm sorry, in the last ten years, consistently, that has given your team a chance to perform, succeed, and grow. Not at the same time, never um, miss from Baltimore. That's a great Ozzie's one. Incredible. That's a great one. Ozzie's but again, he's then very you factor in cap space. I just think that the Ravens Howard, are never in cap hell. You're right. They're never you're in right. cap hell. And, but in this past draft, this was a master class in terms of what they were able to do. But the Ravens also, and this is Howie's has had, had has had to reformat his team after <clears throat> how many iterations in the last. So <clears throat> Andy in Chip 2012, Kelly, Chip Kelly was literally what a demolish. He had to demolish that team. Yeah, and because Chip it. had autonomy, so he he Chip was making all the moves. So while this is how I think that he's better, a little better than Newsom is. I've never had to see Newsom had to rebuild from a barn fire. Nope. 
Newsom, Harbaugh lets I mean, Newsom granted, do what he does. Right. And granted, Newsom has made better decisions when it comes to coach hires. But Newsom has never had to rebuild his team. He's always had a great defense. He's always just had to really fix and tinker on his offense. Where the Eagles, from one year to another, we didn't really know what we were getting. I mean. There are very few constants on this team. I mean, I will Fletcher, argue the most, the most constant is obviously the trenches. Yeah. The most constant over the last 10 years has been Which the trenches. football games. Which is funny because. True. I mean. Branding, well, the three longest tenure Eagles. Just look. Jason Kelsey. Before, before Lane, Jason Kelsey, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Grant. That's our four longest tenure mm-hmm. Eagles right now. Two on the defensive line, two on the offensive line. That tells you everything you need to know about the Eagles. That tells Seriously. you everything you need to know about Howie, too. That's also true because Howie has had a hand in all four of those players. Because I don't think – I would argue Howie is – Outside of the Danny Watkins pick, ever made wasn't a that an Andy thing though? Andy Fush for Danny. But who was the GM? I mean, we can keep doing the back and forth of who was really running the team then, and but at that time, did they not agree that it was kind of fifty fifty? So unless Andy pretty much was like, "I'm leaving," they pretty much had to kind of compromise to agree on Danny Watkins. But outside of the Danny Watkins pick, I would argue Howie has never made a bad offensive line move in his. No. Defense, what about Andre? Defense, what about wait, 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 what about high. what about Andre? Who? Andre Diller? Diller? I, I think the verdict's out on him. I'm sorry. I don't think Dillard sucks. He, I don't. I but know I also, that sounds he, weird. He I don't he never think he really, sucks. He didn't get the same. Now let's be honest. Did he tore the ACL the now, first year? Right? I think I think y'all are more knowledgeable. Second second year. The second year he tore the ACL. Okay. And I think y'all are way more knowledgeable and being. Able I don't to think recall. it was the ACL. I think it was Patora. He tore his pec. Yeah. Who? Dillard. The yeah, year that he yeah. got hurt, he tore, tore his pack. Yeah, okay. he never tore his ACL. He tore oh. his pack. So the um, first year, he just didn't play because my lot was better. Well, he did play. Remember, he, he did. Got, he played. He got ramsacked the, the couple games he played. Yeah, no, like he was actually he was decent. Like the one game I definitely remember that I actually had hope for him was the Chicago game where he held Khalil back in check. But then I think the game that everybody is on their mind is like when the game where he had to switch over to right tackle because Lane Johnson was inactive during that game for but personal did, reasons. Did he not play left tackle in a game? Rather, I don't want to say it was either the 49 or the Cowboys, and literally it was just seemingly every time that they snapped the ball, he got it was a turnstile. He was getting torched. It was like one of the first games. I think he came Randy in, Gregory was, was eating was, him alive. I, yeah. I think that was when Jason Peter went down, yeah. and it was like, oh, now it's time to see what Dillard's see capable what this of. Kid's got. Yeah. And like, he oh. got destroyed. And then we benched him because we didn't really give him – I don't think we ever really gave him a fair shot. We didn't give him the same leeway we gave Malata. Malata just instantly gave us the – Well, you got to remember, Malata was also a seventh-round pick who, who started as a practice squad guy. But so don't you, you were think expecting that's unfair? Him. No, it's not because that's just the expectations of being a prospect. That's just how things go. If you're a first-round prospect – you are expected to perform at a level, yes, different than a guy but drafted sure. six rounds after you. But I'm sorry, that's you get how a, that but works. But shouldn't you get a longer leash? One, you're more expensive. No, two, you're I, getting the longer leash because we paying you behind. So right. we can't get rid of this contract. Well, oh, you're going you to do something. Well, you got to think about the timeline. He played his rookie year. Then the second year, he gets hurt. Torres Pack. Yes. And then after that, he was out for the season. So there's really no leash to give. And then Mylotta ascended. Yeah, ascended into that spot. Crazily yeah. last yeah, summer. He was just balling yeah. and training. And then the time Mylotta got to play was because Peters got hurt. And then at that point, he was like, yeah, let's just keep the guy in. But and so now, by, by the way, just a side note before you finish, Corey, that my lot is now the number one rated left tackle in football. So, like, it's so, <laughs> so is that so? I'm gonna just say that the that reason I love my lot of, but come on. Well, come let's on. be real. Trent Williams is the best left tackle. I'm about to say like, yeah, Trent Williams is <laughs> the best left tackle in football. That's not even it's a question. Trent Williams and everybody. Else. Now, Trent Williams and everybody else. Don't, it's a lot of dogs snap. out there. My but lot Trent Williams is closest. They come to for his experience for what he gave us is perfect. Well, he only allowed what one sack. 
the whole I don't year? Even, yes, maybe one sack the whole year. Or was it a half a sack? But he it allowed, was like a half a sack. Now, now in terms of that, now we're getting a little bit, it's apples to oranges because it's like, how do you really rate how great that? Because what's the left guard look like next to exactly, you? What's your tight exactly. end shipping like, look like? I would like. argue Trent Williams at that time had a better left side of the yeah, because his left guard yeah. is because Landon didn't really get comfortable towards the latter half of the year. He didn't comfortable. He didn't really play play till like week six. But yeah, he was week six and on. Right, but remember he, when he was coming in, he was a little rusty when he first came in. Week and ten is remember, when he started you know, mauling Philly, people. So we kind of got scared as a fan base, like, oh, Especially what just happened? Round pick, yeah. You know, is he giving you uh, Matt Pryor vibes or? But then he bounced back really well. And, and then all of a sudden, Mylotta just between him and Mylotta was like, "You're not touching him on the left side." And now, now Sam Malu might not even start. Well, this is the crazy thing. That's why I'm all in on Bates, because what do Cincinnati struggle with? They need a liner. So you want to dangle Sam Malu in their face? I'll dangle Sam Malu and Dillard. I don't care because Ooh, I don't want to give up our depth. I'll get draft capital back. Yeah, but then if Mylotta goes down deep. week one. Now you're Who's right. Left tackle? You're right. You're right. But but again, I got the best. Don't say that because remember, Peters went down and, and having Vitae was freaking. Yeah, but, but that's I'm, what I'm won us. Like, I'm about to say you can't run your team on fear like that. No, but I'm saying you so. Giving and both of them up, I agree. One of them, but I'm not giving up Sayamalu. And I'm not giving up either or. I'm just saying I'm not giving up both. Either or is fine. I'm just saying, like he said, what he was saying. But I'm just, saying, was like, I'm I would saying give both of Cincinnati I'm draft capital back because you know how he loves his draft capital. So you're saying Jesse Bates and a third and a fourth rounder. First off, yes, I want for Sam Malu and Diller. Jesse a third this year and a fourth, a conditional fourth the next year that can go back up to a third because I'm giving you my first round prospect and I'm giving you my a guy that I developed. I'm, I'm starting left guard. I'm giving you a starter level guard. A Super Bowl. Winning starting level guard. And then guard. this is the thing. You're talking about depth, right? But we actually, if anything, we are very co- co- um, concentrated on the trenches right now, and I still have the best line coach in the game. Don't disrespect Jeff Stoutland, man. That's a, that's a grown man. Now, I'm not saying give up both. Not at all, but I'm just saying. I'm if, just saying, like, if a deal like that's going to happen, it's probably going to be Jesse Bates for, like, Diller and, like, a fifth-round pick. Because you also have to think about it like this. You're not going to get draft capital back because Dillard's also on the end of his rookie deal as well. So, yeah, Cincinnati is going to have to point. pay him. So That's a very good him. point. Yeah. But, but they're going to pay him considerably less than what we're going to pay you're Bates. Have to pay him. You're not going to pay him anything because the man hasn't played. And this is not the NBA where you have to go on the rookie extension. Extension, yeah. Uh, you can pay. Wait. You can offer so it's him. it's not like he's getting a max contract. No. You can pay him pennies on a dollar and on a prove-it deal. Okay, but here's the thing. If I'm Cincinnati and I'm coming off a Super Bowl, why would I give up my Pro Bowl safety? Because your Pro Bowl safety is not showing up. And also, he's saying I'm not playing. In he literally, he's not playing. And on y'all the don't have money day. for him. Okay, so at that point, y'all got to play Burrow and Chase in three years. Why would you pay Jesse so Bates? Let now? me ask you a question, Chris. But that's also the reason why like, give him a front loaded deal now. Then you worry about the but, rest later. That's also the equivalent of like, okay, how can you don't pay Debo now? No, that's true. But let me ask you a question. Now we both we both know. Obviously, all three of us sitting here know that the most valued position in the NFL is what quarterback. 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 And who's the best player on the Cincinnati team? Joe Burrow. And how old is Joe Burrow? Twenty-three. You literally have the 24. potential. To have the next Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, longevity of greatness. You can't jeopardize a finger, a hair on his body. Now, if I got to sacrifice my Pro Bowl safety, who's already disgruntled, 
He's already put it on social media that he wants out. And he's already liked posts about him being in different cities. If I'm getting rid of, it's like Philadelphia with the James Harden trade last year. I think you're thinking about, yes, I'm giving away all pro safety. What I'm thinking about, I'm giving away a player who don't even want to be in my town, who's not even showing up to my team. And I'm getting back something that's going to help my team in the long run by protecting my all pro 23 year old quarterback who is Dan Marino scary right now. You're right. Jesse Bates ain't worth Joe Burrow. You can find another Jesse Bates. You don't find another Joe Burrow. That's fair. I mean, that's fair. But also, it's like you don't have to take the first deal that was also get offered I agree. as well. I agree. Plenty of other teams can offer more than we can. Yeah. So I you disagree. think they're going to try to. I disagree. You said plenty of teams can offer more than we can. I think what his point is, and you can tell me if I'm I wrong get his point. Is, we have. The particular need more than any other team in their for safety, so they can they can gouge us a lot more. But than also, I think okay. from your end is we have what y'all need if you're Cincinnati in this situation where you have to protect Burrow. And the you whole world to. knows it because he led the league last year in sacks by a mile. They lost the Super Bowl because they didn't have a line. Let's be all real. Aaron Donald's incredible, but if they have an even good line. The Bengals win that Super Bowl probably in a landslide. Now I get it. They signed. They, no like, they talk dra- about that. They drafted a, a lineman. They signed two li- or traded for a lineman. Yeah, and they, they signed a lineman. So they brought online help. But this again, I am taking advantage of a Cincinnati front office who knows what they have in their quarterback. And all I know is, yes, you know I need a safety. But at the same time, that's the only thing I really need. Like, we, we debated this earlier before the show started where you said you arguably thought linebacker was the weakest um, position on our team. And I said, I, I can't even think that at all. Because when I think about our safeties, I think everybody knows our safeties. Like, y- you talked about Anthony Harris like he was actually viable. Where last year, he wasn't even viable for us. So, in that retrospect, I'm – I'm throwing you Andre Diller, Isaac Salomon, because if I look desperate, at least I'm getting an all-pro safety back. Yeah. 98.5 WJYM, running back sports. Yo, yo, what's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? Yo, what's up, Mark? What's going, going on? What's up? What's I'm up? Good, man. Yo, who that with y'all sound like Bomani Jones? <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm what? Like, I appreciate that, that brother. Bomani Jones on the day. <laughs> man. That's a compliment. That's love compliment. right there. That's love. That's a compliment. Yeah. compliment. Mark, I, I hear, I hear y'all today. talking about Joe Burrow. I will definitely agree. If Joe Shiesty is we love. Ounce of offensive line. I really had Cincinnati. Like I was, I was on the sneak rooting for Cincinnati their entire run because I like Joe Burrow since he was at LSU. I'm like, wow, they just had any offensive line. Like they'd be cool. Like I think that AFC Championship game, but he got sacked like eight times and they still won. Something crazy like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was it was definitely yeah, definitely Tennessee a mess. Sack nine times. But um yeah, I mean if I'm the if I'm the Eagles, you know, we we've needed secondary help for so long and if we can get an additional guy, especially in the top tier safety, and we're throwing in I don't know who we'll be throwing what, Andre Dillard or something like that to give Joe Burrow some extra protection. I don't see why not at this point because you know, we still we still got Jalen Hurts on that rookie deal. So while we're getting these we're getting more pieces. So if we can fill in these pieces and make a strong run, we got. We, if Joe, um, if if Jalen Hurts is anything um, more than a game manager, I think the Eagles have a chance to do something. Now, I'm not sitting here going to say it's 2017 all over again, but maybe we can make it to the second round. 
maybe we can win the division. I mean, we weren't supposed to make the playoffs last season, and we were and we were able to sneak in. And who knows, you know, with a little bit more experience under Jalen Hurts' belt, that might be able to help us out. I mean, we got we got a good squad around him, so I'm not mad. I pulled the deal. Yeah, I I, I um, appreciate that. I definitely want to expound on the point where you talked about, um, and we can get the extra I think secondary I lost help for a second. Oh, what? Hello. I can hear you. I can hear you. It's real low, though, but I can hear you, though. Okay. So I likened um, getting uh, Bates to when we got Malcolm Jenkins. Mm -hmm. We never historically, outside of the Andy Reid era and Buddy uh, Ryan era, when you think about our secondary, we've kind of been lackluster. We've had some great, I mean, Lito Shepard, Sheldon Brown, Troy Vincent, uh, Eric yeah, Allen. I mean, We've had some I, great I secondaries. I agree. We haven't Dawkins, had anyone um, that can strike fear in our secondary since Brian Dawkins. I mean, Malcolm oh, most Dinkins, definitely. But that Jenkins move was so pivotal. I didn't even realize at one point okay. he was even out there on special teams. So just getting us a, a safety, a every down safety, is definitely going to be definitely crucial to our secondary. You know, even you know we still got Darius Slay, of course, and we got uh, what's his name, Bradbury from the Giants. So our um our secondary can be good. So if we we make that move, that might be the missing piece because we didn't expect coming into last season that Jordan Mailata would make the jump that he did, which kind of gives us some flexibility to move Very on true. from Andre Dillard if we needed to. And then I forgot the center name that we drafted from what was it Alabama or Oklahoma? Who had Dickerson. The knees? Yeah, Alabama. name with the knees? Dickerson from Alabama. Dick yeah, exactly. So we didn't expect, you know, him to, to be much of Dickerson. anything. So if I'm the birds, I'm definitely going to go ahead and pull on that deal and try to make it happen. But, you know, fellas, I just wanted to let you all know, I came through here real quick. I'm in the middle of my work break. You know how that goes, unfortunately. But Joel Embiid is the most skilled big man of all time. I can't wait for my Sixers. I can't wait for my Eagles. And I can't wait to get back in the booth there. With you fellas. Oh, wait, you forgot night. about WrestleMania. Oh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. Ooh, I see tickets on yeah. sale. We're going to talk about that. Wait, tickets on sale? Wait. wait. I mean, not, not oh. on sale. They came, out with the, they came out with the board. Okay. The board, so that that's there. We're going to talk about that. Set up, Chris, set up the group chat because it's happening. It's happening. Oh, we going to SoFi. We we gonna be at Mania. We gonna be at Mania. If it's there, we so, gonna be at Mania. I'm gonna tell you now. If Listen, I got so many shirts. I'm gonna have my N my regular NWO. I'm gonna have my NWO Wolfpack. My Suplex City. I might even pull out my Bad News Bear shirt. I got mad shirts. I'm ready. That sound that sound like that's about to be an amazing time. Yo, it's gonna be incredible. I'll catch y'all on the other side. Great show, fellas. All right, thank man. you. <sighs> Can't wait for Wale Mania. Yo, Wale Mania is going to be fire. Yeah, you have to um, kind of let me know what this is. Y'all got to forgive me. I'm a little bit of the uh, so while Okay, so table. Wale does an event that accompanies WrestleMania every year. I know year he in loves the wrestling. No, in the accompanying city, he does like a wrestling event where like a lot of the black wrestlers and other artists okay. come out to perform. So it's like okay. a little soiree. So like Big Swole will be there, Cedric, awesome. Jay Cargill. Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. Jay Cargill. We're not going to talk about. Uh, Jay Cargill will be in the same building as you. I don't want to talk about Jay Cargill. Joe Cargill will be in the same building as you. Uh, the TBS yeah. champion. It's Chris, how did was you your know day? she's married to Brandon Phillips? I did. That's who her husband is. I did. That, so the whole time we were like, 
Jay Cargo has a husband. Brandon so friggin I got I got to be honest. Second baseman for the Reds, Brandon Phillips, by the way. I, I had to be honest. Like, you know, I think that Jay Cargill is absolutely dynamic. I think she aesthetic, amazing, everything. So obviously I, I'm checking her story out and I see like, you know, this gentleman in the passenger side, my heart breaks. Uh, immediately my heart breaks because i'm just i like, sent you that story oh you did because we had that conversation you yeah. were like she's not no and it i was, was because, like it was because of you i was late to work like i had a whole emotional moment because <laughs> <laughs> i had an emotional moment because i looked over and it wasn't chris i mean i'd be okay if he was like a, a skinny brother you know i'd be okay if you know he was just an average looking guy you know he he, he looks like, you know, he was in Muscle Fitness last month. So He's a former my, MLB All-Star. Right, right so now my heart super breaks because I'm like, if she, like, doesn't work out with him, I'm not going to have a chance anyway because obviously now I see what Jay Cargill's type is. But to be in the same room as the goddess that is Jay Cargill, I am going to be honest. I am going to be fanboy. I'm going to be a peasant in a court acknowledging the queen. That that's as close as I can put it. Fanboying is not is an understatement of what I I'm going to shed tears of joy. It's gonna be like Michael Jackson in Munich. They're carrying me out on a stretcher. <laughs> There's only one other professional athlete that can get me like that. Who's that? Roman Reigns. My tribal chief. Roman Reigns. The goat of all goats. Yes. I said it. Shawn Michaels hasn't died yet, so I don't know who you talking about. But watch it. I love the heartbreak kid. You know how I feel about HBK. But I am Michael saying this on air that Roman Reigns is the goat. So he's better than Mark Callis? Goats. So he's better than Mark Callis. You mean Me, Mark Callis. Mark Calloway. You know my infinity for The Undertaker. You know since I've been a child there has been no greater. Outside of Undertaker, Sting was probably second. And that's obviously because I just love the lore behind the mystique. But if I'm being completely honest with you, the way that man has operated his career, dealt with the expectation, the disappointment, rebound the way that he has, and then have the wrestling world literally on his fingertips the way that he has for the last two plus years, yes, I'm sorry. It's not a matter if it's his title reign the most superior of all time. I don't think so. But when you think about everything that encompasses Roman Reigns' world, and how wrestling revolves around Roman Reigns' world. Yeah, he's the goat of goats. Roman, Bigger than Peak Stone Cold. See, this is why I'm going to say yes. This is why I'm going to say yes. And I'm, I'm going to tell you why I say yes. And this is, this is not oh. me saying yes. This, let me finish. This is not me saying yes like he, he is better than Peak Stone Cold. I don't agree at all. I say as far as gravity in the world. Right now, I do think that he's better than Pete Stone Cold. Why? Because Stone Cold didn't have one thing that Roman has. Social media. He didn't have the ability to be as... But I think the fact that... because of the way wrestling was at that time. That yeah, but he's part of that. No, 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 no. no. But Roman's see, 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 evolving see. it. No, no, no. You're doing chicken and egg here. Okay. Hold on. Let me, let me just make the counterpoint. You said that... He's thriving because of the way the wrestling views. No, 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 no. There is no attitude era without Stone Cold Steve Austin. There is no peak of attitude era without Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, we get into HBK, and you know HBK is my goat. So we get into that DX start, the attitude era, and all that. He is the bus driver of that era. That is what it is. 
Now we can talk about now and we can get to the culture part of the show and talk about that as a white man from Texas, it was easy to make him no figurehead for Vince McMahon's okay. company. Okay. We could get into that. I'll give you that then. But let's not act like he wasn't still at the end of the day that figurehead until The Rock took that over. He was, but because of injuries, because Austin's injuries caught up. Now fast. I, I'll give y'all this. I'll give y'all that. But uh, again, like I just when wrestling mattered to the world, Stone Cold was the biggest wrestler. I think that mattered. He was, but he was also. There was also a top five and a top ten that was very close associated. He might have been the best wrestler, but he wasn't the best wrestler by far. He wasn't the best wrestler. The, the merch sales the say differently, though. The merch, merch sales said differently because Stone Cold, I give it to you, at the height of, the added, or the height of, of that era of, of wrestling, he epitomized everything about everything it. Everything about it. Everything about it. Encapsulated. And it didn't... I don't think there was another person who ever epitomized it the way Stone Cold did. No. I mean, you would have to go cross brand. You would literally have to leave the brand in you order have to, to talk find about it. Sting and WCW. Yes, you have to go ECW. ECW. You have to go. That's the only the way. Dullies but when you talk about WWF before it became WWE, then yes, you have to talk about Stone Cold is. But I just it's hard for me because when I look at you know the wrestling universe and how Roman, remember he was pushed too fast. Mm-hmm. Then he was loathed. I wouldn't even say hated, but he was just loathed for years. Kind of just middling is this like. It was like lethargic boo. Yeah. Like, like, oh, it was like you was great when you was in the shield. Now they're pushing you too hard as a face. We all know that you shouldn't be a face, but they're going to continue to push you as a face. To the point where yet. now you're using your leukemia. And I'm not saying, but you know that's how. Let's be real. Was. That's how everything changed. But that's how. Th- when you announced he had leukemia, and everybody felt when weird about him. When you became Joe Anohai or yeah. Anohai. You know, when you, when, when you drop that, then people start to feel a sympathy for your babyface act. Then it kind of worked. But then, you know, COVID hit. And because of your immunocompromisation. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, because, because he was immunocompromised, he had to step away. Yeah, so you didn't come back to SummerSlam. And then after that, that's how you became. I'll but, tell you, that's one of the greatest moments in wrestling. Evolve, I will give you this. That's one of the greatest moments in wrestling history. he evolve his character to a uh, to a standard that I don't know will be matched again for a long time. We can talk about Carmelo Hayes later. Um, you mean <laughs> you mean baby goat? Baby goat. Talk your talk. Talk your talk. <laughs> but on top of that, he's actually doing everything that people couldn't stand about Brock. Who is Melo? No Roman. Oh. Yeah, that's true. The part time. Yeah, now he's part time. N- like, n- granted, he did the whole carrying. For the first two years when he first came back, you know, he was at every every event, every I also think house event, every premium event. But then he goes he goes Brock Lesnar part time. And what's crazy is when he went Brock Lesnar part time, what I expected was the Brock Lesnar treatment. What I expected was the ratings to, to Well you to do know out. you do realize why he's not getting the Brock treatment. It's a very simple explanation. Please tell me. He earned this and the fans don't feel like I Brock agree did. That. No, no, no. I agree. Let's be honest. So Wrestling fans are very sensitive. We all know that. We're very sensitive Ooh. about our stuff. We hate when people they say, like you, know rest, you know Philly wrestling's fake. That's the worst thing you can say to an adult wrestling fan. They'd be like, oh, really, genius? So the reason I say that is when Brock, when Brock decided to bounce in 04, to, which I, me and Chris never hated him because we thought this was epic. You he left should. to try and bake the NFL. It's cool. That's what? That's epic. Yeah, then you do USC. Then you, you did UFC. Then you win the like, UFC heavyweight title. We're, like, we're all in agreement that UFC is – Definitely a much more legit yes. sport than wrestling. Yes, 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 yes. So, so 
I agree that you know the, we're fickle as wrestling fans, and we. Could. So everybody was upset because he wasn't Mister. I'm John Cena, and I'm Stone Cold. Right? I want to wrestle mean, for the rest you, of my your life. Favorite? I want to wrestle for the rest of my life. No, he had other things he wanted to do, and he pursued those other things. And to a certain extent, in both areas, football to a lesser degree, obviously UFC to a way more degree, he succeeded in those things. People who don't aren't successful in life hate on that, so they didn't like it. When he came back, Chris and I have talked about it. I popped like a mofo. The first time in 2012 when he came back. I've been waiting for this for eight years. Just like I waited on CM Bunk and I told everybody, I told everybody Brock was coming back. Those are the two guys I never wavered on. And I was right. So when Brock came back, I expected him to be part-time because he never liked the schedule. That was always something that was known about him. That's he did true. not like to travel. That's why he didn't want to be world champ. It's not that he couldn't, that he didn't love wrestling. He didn't like being away from his family. Something I can even respect more now as a man yeah, about that, that man. Yeah, that Pat And Mac- I know you understand and respect but, that too, Corey. But, but of that course. That McAfee interview kind of like opened up a lot of people's eyes in regards to how Brock Lesnar acts. He is a family man. Yeah, he says, I like he says, I like wrestling, but I don't like being around people. People are, and I can imagine, you know what I mean? Could you imagine being around Matt Riddle all the time? But you know, I <laughs> and I love it. But he's probably so annoying when you're a forty-seven-year-old man and you just among, want to chill. Among, among other things, but among other among things. other things, let's not even get. Into but that. I think you said something, and I want to try to catch that before I forget. Yes, you said that. Sorry, it was Chris. He said Brock said that you know he don't like people. You said Brock loves his family. The reason why Brock has always been part time, and one thing that wrestlers always complain about, especially in the WWE, is the rigorous tra- uh, traveling. Yep. Like obviously for somebody like me and you, if we didn't have kids, that'd be like our world. Like I would, I would I, never ever want to go I'd home. Never come like, off the road. Wrestling will be my life. It will be like what was that movie with uh, David Arquette? Ready uh, to rumble. I love that movie, but it will be like that. My whole Born life will revolve object. around wanting to become a wrestler. Like honestly, even at. 35 I would go to wrestling you, school you, you were this. the person who even inspired the idea to cultivate in my brain to even think about hmm well Corey you know such and such didn't become a, a, a primetime wrestler to, and I'm like well I mean it was always a dream so I can understand you know certain wrestlers they give it their all you know the John Cena's you know um the Daniel Bryan's at the one FTRs. point. The FTRs. Like, love FTR, by the way. Love FTR. So, Best I can understand that. But the one thing I think that, again, why I called it, Roman does also get another permission, is Roman is a lot more active on the social media. And the one thing that Roman always says on... And is our caller? Yeah. One second, one second, girl. We got our caller right. in from the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to talk some football, and we'll get back to our wrestling oh, yeah. discussion. All right. 98.5 WJYN. Hey, Chris, how you doing? It's Kenny hey. G here, ready to talk some ball with you, bud. Hey, Kenny, how's it going, man? Going well. Yeah, man. Uh, so, uh, first of all, man, tell the, tell, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, lifelong Falcons fan here. Um, kind of moved around as a kid, but adopted the Falcons at a young age. Um, the 98 Super Bowl run was one of the first uh, of my football experiences. That's my first football experience, uh, Kenny. John yeah. Elway is my favorite quarterback of all time. It's the first game I ever saw. Dirty bird. Who's that? Your favorite quarterback? Who's John that? Elway of all. It's my favorite quarterback of all time. It's the first game I ever saw. Okay. Eagles fan for life, but John Elway is my favorite player. I just, I thought he was like hey, this man. super captain. That's how your quarterback should be. John Elway is one of the few guys you could take from that era, plan him in this era right now, and I think he would go out there and. Still be dominant. Exactly. He I think honestly, gifted. I think he would eat even more in this sort of era. 
Yeah, he's. I a, think if you put him on the Broncos this year instead of Russell Wilson, then he even puts up they, better they'd numbers. Definitely be making a run, man. Yep. Uh, so, but yeah, um, Falcons fan since '98. I fell in love in love with the team around uh, what was it, 2002-03, that Michael Vick run against Minnesota in overtime game where he just. Ran between two Vikings, made them collide into each other, then headed straight to the locker room and was out of there. That's probably the moment I fell in love with both the Falcons and football as a sport. That's something that, as a child, that's one of those moments you'll always remember. Yeah. Yeah, Kenny, um, definitely, man. I, one thing I definitely love, I love that 04 NFC Championship game also. Wow, that was petty. <laughs> <laughs> Is Algie Crumpler okay? First off. <laughs> Is Kenny. okay? He's still feeling that one, man. You know, when he wakes up in the morning, he kind of his bed. Oh, getting out of bed is terrible bit. for him. <laughs> Kenny, but I, hey, I, um, I actually, I actually grew up pretty close to Philly. I grew up um, right uh, Camden County, New Jersey, and that Thank area you. right there. So my mom's all of my Camden friends County. were Eagles fans and stuff. So they, they, they let me hear that one. A CMD. <laughs> but yeah, Kenny, uh, don't do that because you so, got um, cousins out there. So, Kenny, uh, so tell me, um, after the draft, you know, you guys drafted Drake London, and you got the Desmond Ritter on uh, day two. So what are your thoughts about the expectations of the Falcons this year and how they did in the draft? Hey, I'm sorry, Chris, could you repeat that? Um, with, how do you feel about the Atlanta Falcons this year, especially after the draft they had, drafting Drake London at number eight and acquiring Desmond Ritter in the mid, in the mid rounds? How do I feel about their draft? Yeah. Um, you know, I was I personally wasn't in on Drake London at eight. I would have rather, you know, had a receiver that had the ability to stretch the field, um, something like a Jameson Williams or a, a Garrett Wilson. But I can understand why Arthur Smith took him there. That's his type of guy. He's always been partial to big dominant receivers, people that can go up and get it, that can create yak based off of strength alone, you know. Um A.J. Brown is a superior athlete to Drake London, but you can kind of see the similarities in their ability to play bully ball, get yards after contact. So I, I get that rationale. I, I Like I said, I, I'm lukewarm on it, but I think that he's going to play the big slot role for us, which is an ever-increasing role in today's NFL. You know, you see people like Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams, and I'm not putting Drake London on that plane, but... Those are guys that have been able to use their size and route running at the slot to be dominant, so I kind of see a role to success for Drake London there. But my favorite pick of the draft was our second round trading up for Arnold Abikati. I, I absolutely loved that pick. That was my favorite pick of the entire draft. Yeah, definitely, especially when you guys were dead last. He was right there with us at 31 <laughs> and 32 in terms of getting after the quarterback last year. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to Vic Beasley Jr.? It, it, it's tough, man. Eight, 18 sacks for <laughs> for a season, that's historically bad. Honestly, <laughs> it's embarrassing. And we cut, uh, I think our, our second team, our second uh, leader in sacks was uh, Jacob Tui Mariner. And he with two sacks, he got cut week eight. And I think he finishes the second leader in sacks, too. Oh, man. But, yeah, uh, what are your thoughts about uh, getting Desmond Ritter, like, in the mid-rounds? Do you feel like that? He's a guy that you feel like he could be your future quarterback of the future, or do you think that next year you're probably going to go after probably a guy like a Spencer Rattler or a Bryce Young? Um, my, I'm I'm living the C.J. Stroud dream here, buddy. I'm <laughs> I'm hoping there's a way that we can get him onto the team, but um, 
the historically day two quarterbacks have not fared well. I love the value we got Desmond Ritter at, you know, seventy fourth overall third round. Like that's a that's a swing worth taking. And if nothing else, he's an insurance policy for this team. I hope you know rookies reported today Desmond Ritter was the first guy to walk into Flowery Branch. So he's got the intangibles you're looking for, and he's got the physical attributes you're looking for. But there's something his inconsistencies as far as ball placement goes. It's just, you know, I'm not sure he can be the guy, but I'd like to see him beat Mariota out for the starting job and, you know, play his way onto the field so we can know what we have in him heading into next year's draft. I was going to say, I feel like Desmond Ritter gives me Dak Prescott vibes in the realm of, like, a guy who – the, cl- the talent is clearly there on tape from the eye test in college. Had a lot of inconsistency issues. Played at a, at a high level, but wasn't really viewed as a day one guy. Got drafted on day two on intangibles and merit alone. And is going to get a chance to, well, obviously, Dak wasn't supposed to get a chance to upsurp Tony. But Romo gets hurt in the preseason and then boom. Ritter's going to get a fair look at this. He's going to get first team reps all training camp. And he's going to get a real shot in the preseason. And I'm going to be honest, I think he reads the field better right now than Mariota has ever in his career. So I think there is no, like, maybe he's going to beat him out. He will be the starter for the Falcons week one. And I think he's got a chance to shine there because I don't think he's scared. He's been a consistent starter for four years. So there's so much opportunity for him to succeed. And I think think that's that's the ceiling for Desmond Ritter is a Dak Prescott career arc where something like that happens. Um, I don't know. Arthur Smith kind of seems like the coach who prefers to have a veteran back there. You know, he's a guy that, you know, this has been dubbed as a rebuild year for the Falcons. I mean, anytime you trade away your, the best player in franchise history, well, really, we traded away our two best players in who franchise history. Who's the best player in franchise history? <laughs> Matt Ryan. Well, yeah, I would, say, I would say he's the best player in franchise history as far as what he's done for the organization. I mean, obviously, you have Deion Sanders up there as well, and a few yeah. other people and, can make their Michael, case. But a few Michael, other people. There, there's this guy that wore number seven there Wade. that made people actually want to watch Atlanta Falcons football, <laughs> oh, whose oh, career got oh. shortened by. And you know what eight. he did? You know, you know what number seven did, and that's I have got three Michael Vick jerseys up in my closet. And somewhere. there's a reason that you do, sir. <laughs> there's a reason that you do. Oh, God, you can say whatever you want about Matt Ryan and the fact that he gave away a 25 point lead in the Super Bowl. You can't be the best player in franchise history if you gave up a 25 point lead in the Super Bowl. You well, had to put up three more points. I think my, I think Matt Ryan's and get simply simply putting us in position that position though was more than Vic had ever done for us. And I love Michael. Vic, did Michael Vic ever have Julio Jones? Did Michael Vic ever have Julio Jones? Did he ever have a play caller on the level of Kyle Shanahan? He had old no, Dan Reeves. Dan Reeves had stopped learning how to call plays in 1988. Stop. You seem to stop. Yeah, Dan Reeves. Yeah, Jim Mora. Did you see what well, Michael I mean, Vick looked like after three years of prison and with Andy Reid, a competent NFL coach? He was an MVP candidate. His body just gave out. Yeah, for but the that's Eagles, fine. not for the Falcons. He was an MVP candidate for the Eagles, not for the Falcons. That's like, on y'all as an organization. Great, y'all but, failed that know. man. Just like the Sixers failed Allen Iverson. Guess what? The Falcons failed hey, Michael Vick. Hey, hey, sorry hey, to hey, tell hey, you. Hey, hey, I'm hey, sorry. Hey, Billy hey, Hayes is one of the worst GMs of all time. Hey, Go ahead, Jamal. That's hey, his now. own fault. I don't, I don't hear I don't his hear own. Here. No, the arrest is his own fault. The four years before that where his best receiver was Brian Finneran. Stop it. Roddy White, stop it. It was Peerless Price. Stop it. And can we please stop disrespecting... Michael Vick's legacy in Atlanta 
And and listen, Kenny G, I was with you, brother. I was with you. I was, I was with you. I was. And I'm actually, you. I grew, I grew up a fan of. I'm a I'm a Birds fan, so I'm an Eagles fan first. I lived in Atlanta for half of my life, so I'm de- I definitely love the Falcons. I was with you until you had <laughs> the, the audacity the and say that Matt Ryan was your best franchise player. Now I'll give you this: Matt Ryan is probably since you said your first recollected experience was what from like the 98 Super Bowl era so you probably can't really understand the dynamic of which Dion played that game in Atlanta but I'm gonna tell you with all due respect Matt Ryan couldn't walk in the same club as Dion at any day in Atlanta at all well, I mean, we're, we're we're talking about the greatest cornerback to ever grace the earth, right there. That's what I'm saying. But That's you just fact. said that Atlanta traded away their greatest franchise player ever. If he would have said Julio, yes. I might have let him eat it just off the strength. Julio, I would have almost. I might have let him eat it. Julio, the fact that you said Matt Ryan is going to sit me off. Let me ask you something: How many MVPs Mike Vick got? Ooh. Ooh. How many you playoff shooting. wins Mike Vick got? You shooting for the power? How many Julio Jones? I will ask you this again: How many Julio Jones has Mike Vick played with? Mm. How many Tony Gonzalez has Mike Vick played mm. with? Yeah, but you're 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 playing what Don't if? I'm playing like what that. actually happened. No, I'm playing oh, wait, the what actually wait, happened. You can only oh, do with oh, what oh, you're oh, giving. Oh. What are you talking about I here, like Kenny, you, Kenny G? I like you, Kenny. Come on. <laughs> if yeah. y'all didn't have Jeff Chandler as y'all quarterback, y'all might have won the Super Bowl against Chris the Broncos. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you Chandler. Thank you. The, the fact of the matter is that Matt Ryan has accomplished way more in his career than Michael Vick. That's because Matt Ryan you can has. Put the Matt Ryan will probably be in the Hall of Fame one day. Ugh, that's We're, disgusting. Well, you're right. He probably will be in the Hall of Fame as like a third ballot. And then also, you yeah, also. I'm not, I'm not calling him a first ballot, but he, he'll probably make his way to Canton one day. Right. So and anytime you have a Hall of Fame quarterback, I don't think it's outlandish for me to say that's the best player in my franchise history. No. Not the most talented. Not the most talented. That's, that's a very, okay. If you want to play this man, I mean, you're right. And unfortunately, you know, Michael Vick, you know, did what he did based on the product of his circumstance, had to pay the price for it. And he, had he not gone to jail, then we wouldn't be having this discussion because obviously we will all know that Michael Vick would be the greatest quarterback to ever grace in Atlanta Falcons uniform, which he still is. And my, let, me, let, me, let me say something on Mike Vick one more time because I think that we were – year away from really unlocking his potential. Yep. Right because when he had his when he had his his troubles and all that, Bobby Petrino was our head coach. Now Petrino kinda, you know, played it like a sucker and quit after uh, mm-hmm. twelve games or whatever and it was. Left him to know in the locker room and dipped out. <laughs> See you later. Is he still yeah. there? Crumb. Is he still there? Yeah. yeah. He I don't know where Bobby no, he's over I don't know where he's at. Oh, he's he's been all around. I don't like anybody with where Petrino's he did find success was in Louisville with a quarterback like Lamar Jackson. Kind of, you know, an yeah. athletic quarterback similar to who number seven could have been in Atlanta. So I have a theory that if Mike Vick hadn't gotten in trouble, Bobby Petrino could have unlocked the best we'd have seen out of Mike Vick. So wait, so you're technically agreeing with my assessment earlier, which is <laughs> I'm just I'm gonna go back to this. So you're that saying is. that Lamar Jackson is a version of Michael Vick, right? But put into more structure and more sound coaching and more weapons mm-hmm. put around him and an offense built around his skill set that accentuates his skill set. So you're saying the Lamar Jackson have an MVP? Wait, hold up, Chris. Yeah, what version of yeah, Michael Vick sure is does. Lamar Jackson? The supercharged. The supercharged two point I'm about to say, because I, I might be the minority at this table and tell you that Michael Vick's arm will always be better than No, Lamar my point Jackson. being is a, a, a player who's designated a run-first quarterback right. who people feel like you need to scheme runs into his game right. to make him more effective. Right. Baltimore had no problem doing that from the rip, right? 
no, putting a right. good sound run game, an incredible run offensive line. Where around Atlanta them didn't know what they had. They didn't understand how to but make the, the game easier time, for him. But at the same time, Michael Vick broke the mold for what a listen. Randall Cunningham was the only quarterback until that note that was even. Stephen, you got to give Steve. No, 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 no. Let me finish. Half as mobile. Okay, okay, as Mike. As Mike. Yeah, I remember Randall was great for a long time. Randall just never had a team. Same like, you know, he that's why Mike was getting compared a lot. Outside of that, Mike who knew what to do with a player like Michael Vick? Let's be honest, no team in the league at that point was scheming the way they're scheming. Michael Vick, like you said earlier about people being displaced in time, Michael Vick was displaced in time. Yep. If Michael Vick was drafted in fifteen, sixteen, Michael he'd Vick would he'd be the best player in the league by far. He'd be Patrick Mahomes on every commercial all that. Patrick Mahomes would wishes he was Michael Vick. I know. <laughs> Thank you. I know. Thank you. <laughs> now, now I do get you, Kenny. I love Matt Ryan. I think he overcompensated most. Philly of his in the career. building. You got to show love. Uh, that's not. Matt Ryan's a Philly. Yeah, he's a Philly boy. You yeah, gotta, let's not let's not do it that far. Let's not do it that far. He's from the suburbs. He's from the suburbs. He's from the suburbs. Phoenixville. But I wanted to go back, Kenny, to your Drake London assessment, and I wanted this for me. I think Drake London is more of David Boston. Ooh, then he name. will be anything else in the that's NFL. A great name. I he said he's more what? David, David Boston. Boston. Drake London has the body build of somebody like an A.J. Brown, of somebody, you know, like a Debo, because he's, he's bigger, he's physical. But the way he plays is above the rim. David Boston was that for a while, before David Boston obviously, unfortunately, got caught up with what he got caught up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But David Boston okay. was a beast, and he was somebody you didn't really see coming until you started throwing the ball up. He went and go got that. And he started – just snatching out the air every five seconds. I think Drake London is going to be a poor man's version of David Boston. So you don't poor see man. The reason why I say poor man, Kenny, is just because I'm going for floor. We're not talking about ceiling. We're talking about floor. I think floor, he'll be a poor man's David Boston. What's the I don't ceiling th- look like? Ceiling? I think ceiling-wise. I think he needs to hit some curls in the gym before he can really. That I'm going to be. <laughs> if I can be very bold, I think ceiling-wise. <laughs> uh, what are you about to say? Oh boy, Julio. Ooh. He doesn't have Julio speed though. He don't need to. If he gets Julio's r- route running, nope. see, Sorry, I said route, Chris. I didn't say route. I said route. Uh, honestly, I was gonna say like ceiling wise, I could definitely see Drake London being like another Mike Evans. Ooh, that is a great comp. That's actually a better that's the comp. Perfect comp. Yes. Yeah. I don't that know. Is, why, that, why that do we is always forget that, that is the perfect comp. Wide receivers. Yeah. We do that all the time. I think forget as a, about, as a fandom, we do that. We forget Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Yeah, Godwin's. as a fandom, we, like, NFL wise, we do that. Yeah. Guys, I'm coming back. But. But, Kenny, um, so we've, we're doing, like, a, a series. Like, I, I told you, like, this on Twitter like when we talked. Um, we're ranking um, all the teams from 32 to 1 in terms of roster construction and how we expect them to finish for the rest of the season. Jamal had okay. Jamal had uh, your Falcons ranked between uh, 32 to 28. Uh, we're doing 28 to 25 this week. That's why I have Atlanta in between. So, if, with, your fair ass- uh, with your assessment, where do you think uh, Atlanta ranks? In terms of, like, how do you expect them to do in terms of roster construction? Okay. Now, I think I do a pretty good job of this. As stepping away from being a fan and being able to look at things objectively, I think 28's right on the right on the money for us. Okay. I do. I think 28's right on the money. I mean, you know, they say the cap's not real, but it, it sure has been real for Atlanta recently, you know. 
we have $64 million in dead money, so we weren't able to keep any of our talent that became free agents. You know, Russell Gage, gone. He was he was an okay player, but Russell Gage, gone. Uh, Foya Luwakun led the NFL in tackles. We couldn't afford to keep him. Jacksonville gave him a monster deal, like $15 million a year, but we couldn't keep him. So we couldn't retain our own talent this year. So our best avenue to bring in players was to bring in bring them in on cheap, uh, prove-it deals and then the draft as well. So... This team has unknowns all over the depth chart, you know. It's, it, it's not pretty, but it's okay because, you know, this team is resetting, retooling, rebuilding for the long run. So we've got a few key pieces. You know, A.J. Terrell and Kyle, Kyle Pitts are as good as building blocks as you'll find, mm-hmm. but the rest of the roster is lacking, and the quarterback where, you know, it all, it all starts and ends at the quarterback position. And the cool reality is that we have one of the worst quarterback rooms in the league at first glance. Yes. Unless Desmond Ritter can really do something, but until he does, he's a third-round rookie. So I think 28's right on the money. Okay, I'm going to die on this hill, but y'all going to stop talking bad about Marcus. Who? Marcus Mariota ain't that bad of a quarterback. Marcus Allen? Marcus Mariota is not that bad. Marcus Spears? Cor- Marcus Mariota. <laughs> I honestly think that he can hold Atlanta down. Atlanta's not going to do anything. We all know that. We all yeah, that, that, that's what I'm saying as well. But, but see, this is the thing. I agree with you on that, but I also agree that Marcus ain't never been developed. He didn't get developed in Tennessee. No, not at all. He, Mike Vrabel didn't want him for right, the trip. Right. Audrey, but here's the thing. He Audrey needs, a, he needs to stay on the field. He hasn't been able to do that. I, now that I give you. That I give you. But in terms of his mobility, in terms of the fact that you still have arguably in his second year already a top two, top three tight end, who can you can spread all over the floor. With that mobility of Mariota, Arthur Smith may be tinkering a little bit more with his um, with his uh, actual offensive game plan. Mm-hmm. You can probably – I don't think power ranking-wise y'all going anything past the 25 this year, but I can see y'all That's sneaking fair. out six wins. And I'm going to tll you, I really can. And the reason why I can is because I really think you are really undercounting the fact that Marcus Mariota is not as bad as people think he is. He's just a career backup. You know, He's a tad better than Chase Daniel. And I'm sorry. I know that's not saying a lot. But that's what he is. He's not a career backup quarterback. He's just not good enough to be a career starter. Mm-hmm. And, that, and, yeah, I'd agree with that. And I do agree with your point that his mobility alone will help Arthur Smith open up his offense and do some of the things he was so successful with in Tennessee that he couldn't work into the game plan with Matt Ryan back there. About say, that being you know, said, you know, I Matt Ryan, he, he can operate an offense better than Mariota can. So we'll see. Like I said, a lot yeah, of unknowns, and the O-line is porous. In one word. I'm yeah. saying y'all remember the way. Probably, you, probably you, two two players on that offensive yeah. line that could start around the league. Yeah. Oh no, Pitts is going to be everywhere. Slot. He's going to be in the X position, Y position. Mariota is perfect for that. Jet sweeps. All of that. You use you use Mariota the same way you would University of Florida quarterback, and you just an re- option re- pitch. You Kyle create Pitts the Pitts game Patterson. plan from Florida, and you, you you're going to put some points up. Should I guarantee. Bring you. back the Wildcat. Yo, Wildcat with Patterson. <laughs> You have Pitts on one side, and then the running back race on the other side of something. That's so confusing. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, it'll be a poor man's version of the DVD back in, like, 04, but, yeah. Dunvik and Duckett. Yeah. Yeah, I hope to see some of that creativity out of Arthur Smith. It was a little vanilla last year, but I get it. His team was vanilla. I was about to say, your quarterback was also vanilla. Yeah, I'm about to say you had a 37-year-old quarterback that really couldn't move. And the one thing that – Mariotto does have going for him is that he does have history with Arthur Smith because both of them did come from Tennessee. So he'll have yep. continuity with the playbook, hopefully. Yes. So that's the one thing you kind of hope banking on. Also, can yep, I, and that's, 
That's why we signed him so quickly. As soon as Matt Ryan was gone, we signed Mariota within, pretty sure within the hour. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Kenny, one last question before you go. Like, we've been having like a debate for like the past few hours. Um, can you rank your top five quarterbacks going into the season? That's a good one. You want me to rank my top five? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm I'm starting with Patrick Mahomes. I know people have soured on him because of that second half against Cincinnati, which was biz- abysmal. No excuses, but I, he's he's the guy for me still. Um, I probably put the reigning MVP Aaron Rodgers number two right behind him. Um, number three, number three, I'd probably put Josh Allen. He's that guy right now, physical specimen. He, he's he's one of one in the league right now with the way he plays the game. Not only is he, you know, an incredible passer with a rocket arm, he's the whole Bills run game as well. Why Cam Newton? Number four, got to put Tom. And number five, I mean, it's it's a little early to crown a guy that hasn't done anything in the postseason, but Justin Herbert's on a tear right now. I think I got to put Herbert at five. And five is the big one for me. Those top four are locked in, though. But five, I'm putting Herbert. You put my man Tom at four. Yeah, like you put Thomas, Edward, right. Patrick, Brady at number four. I'm a crazy Eagle is, is, fan. Is, is I can't even stand Tom Brady, you. but you put him at four. Seven of them things. Tom Brady no, at four. Seven of them things. That man could be 60. <laughs> you still put him at you four. You said at the end of the season, not legacy, though. Uh, uh, Kenny. Kenny. <laughs> they, were, they, How, were, they were two minutes away from a 23-point comeback in the playoffs last year against the world champs. I'm pretty sure. So Kenny let me ask you: you're, you're taking Tom over any of the three guys I named? I'm sorry. As, yes, long, as long as Tom, as long as Tom Hart is on a football field, that man is the number <laughs> hold on, one quarterback. Hold on, hold on. Has any of those men that you named in front of them beat Tom Brady in a playoff game? Nick Foles did. Exactly, but Nick Foles ain't on that list. <laughs> Eli Manning did, but he ain't on that list. Patrick man. Mahomes has he ever beat Tom Brady in the playoff Can game? Not ever match Eli. He's zero one. No, no, and two actually. Exactly, two. Aaron Rodgers. They, he hasn't even made it. Matt him in the Super Bowl, so pfft. I'm just mad. Josh Allen can't win four. the division against when Tom Brady was there, so he can't meet him there either. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry if you have never beat me on the field when it matters. You can't be in front of me until the day I'm done. Is that fair? I would argue people don't beat Tom Brady though. I'm no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> like I'm you don't still taking all Tom. those guys over Tom. You I'm remaining Tom at four. It's not that disrespectful. I'm still if, if I'm if I'm heading into this year and I'm playing a game. I'm taking Mahomes, Rogers, and Josh Allen. So you wait, you saying one game, game right now, 2022, for the for the for the championship, they give you any guy in the league, and you're not taking Tom Brady. Oh, you already know who I'm taking. I'm taking Tom I'm, Brady. There's, there's only two names I'm, on that I'm, list. I'm taking Pat Money, hundred percent, and then I'm taking. So Rogers the same and guy Allen who just Brady. lost the Super Bowl and the AFC Championship he game him back Pat in back years. He did. He did, but I mean, what what's he done in? Uh, where, where, where he's at right now... He only has Brady one less playoff made. loss than Tom Brady has Super Bowl losses. Stop. So... We're talking about right now, though. So right now, Kenny. Right now. Because I said something on a train, Kenny, that kind of made them both a little upset at me. And I'm going to say this again. I got one game. It's only two names I'm taking. And I'm kind of arguing I want to take the younger guy. But I'm going to take Tom just because Tom... Still got seven. You don't beat Tom. The only reason why we beat Tom is because Tom, Nick, Nick Foles, Foles was real hard. Nick that Foles, day. divine intervention. God, yeah, God loved yeah. Nick Foles that day. Yeah. <laughs> like, divine so intervention. Tom, Tom will always just get. If it's one game, win it all. You're not beating Tom. But I gotta tell y'all guys, and I know I'm I, I'm I'm beating the dead horse, Joey. I if he did not get a sack that much, you don't beat him. You do not beat him, and you did not beat him. 
The he offensive had, line. The last time he had a real O line, he won. Joey Burrow do not get beat. You got to think about something. Yes, we could talk about that, Jamar Chase. That, we could talk about they arguably got the greatest wide receiver room in the game right now. In the game right now, their wide receiver Cincinnati's room is probably the best. wide receiver room is different. But with that being said, I told you earlier, Joey Burrow is captain precision. He's pinpoint. He got an arm. He's mobile. He's aware. He's cerebral. And the boy don't lose. So if you give me one game, that's why I don't like your top five, to be honest, Kenny, because you'd have my man Burrow. And in my opinion, like you mentioned Joe Burrow, and he was kind of like him and Justin Herbert were two names were the I two, was the two. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, was the two. I love to just the Herbert pick because I we talk were talking to, about yeah, that. We I, were I think Herbert is top five. I just don't know how I remove somebody else from the top five. That's for the him. thing, right? And Joe Burrow, by the way, I just want to throw this out there. I believe that his LSU Tigers, that was the greatest college team I've ever seen oh, yes. in my lifetime. Yes. Yeah. I, I I agree with um, Jamar Chase saying that they they were arguably probably the greatest college football team. They they have three guys who right now, if you tentatively had to guess, on Hall of Fame trajectory: Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and, and Joe Burrow. That's unheard of from a that, college yeah, team. You even get one agree. guy who's on Hall of Fame trajectory, yeah. but all three of them yeah. are on Hall of Fame trajectory. And you still forget. and don't forget who who had one of the best freshman corner seasons we've ever seen in yeah, college football. Before. I was just about to mention that. that. Yeah. yeah, he was on that team. That's crazy. It's gr- Grant Delpit wasn't on that team, was he? He was. Yes, he was. Oh my God! No, they. But this—that's always been that. Terrence Marshall Jr. But but if you like Kenny, Mm -hmm. Kenny, you live in the South. Where do you live now? Tampa, which is kind of funny because you're you're, you're throwing the Tom shade at me right now. But yeah, I'm a Tampa Bay. So you're you're in Florida, so you know very well. LSU don't miss. They never miss. Their teams may miss on the field, but when it comes to recruiting. They don't ever miss. So they've always no, they're, they're, they're they've in always a, bit, a little bit of a lull right players. now, but they're, they're, they'll be back. They always come back. Well, that's only because they're they're going through a little bit of a coaching quadrant. Yeah, when, yeah. Once, once Ed lost the locker room, you kind of yeah. Coach O lost the locker room. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know, like you said, you know they'll be back. LSU that they're always they're always going to be a powerhouse, yeah. even even despite the down years. Yeah, yeah. but make sure you put uh, Tom back on the top of the Mount Rushmore. Stop <laughs> doing that. I just feel like until he's done, until he's dead, he's Michael Myers. Until you kill him, you can't put nobody I'm sorry, he's him. Warren Moon. Until that man walks Matt, off the field, you consider the him the greatest quarterback. Matt Stafford put a knife in him, but I don't think he's dead. He rolled out that grave. <laughs> he, he Undertaker sat about the casket. Hey. And I think he's coming for revenge. He specifically want Matt Stafford's heart. I'm telling you now. And they gonna go in the so I'm gonna make a prediction right now that super wild and bold. You can run this back. Tampa Bay ain't going. Tampa Bay is no. They not gonna go to the Super Bowl. They gonna go in the sofa. He don't even want the Super Bowl revenge. This he don't care no more. He wanna go in the sofa and take Matt Stafford's heart out. How dare you? He is petty. How he is petty. dare you think? How dare you think you gonna give me a loss in my last game ever? How? Da- who are you? <laughs> How arrogant is that? That you had to come back after seven rings. But doesn't that sound like his motivation? On one, on one He's loss. got in in He's the training different. room right How now. How dare you leave Detroit? Right. <laughs> That's what made it so great. <laughs> How dare you leave Detroit? Everybody won when they leave Detroit. In the TV twelve <laughs> training facility, it's just a poster of Matt Stafford. He's just doing crazy. Oh man! <laughs> oh, so he's saying it's like the Rocky Four montage and like he got a, picture. He just crumbled the picture of Matt Stafford up. He can't wait. I'm telling y'all, I'm still hurt over the fact that Los Angeles got that chip, though. I'm not, man. I love me some Matt Stafford. I'm an OBJ. How do you like I'm Matt Stafford? I'm an OBJ guy. I'm an Odell <laughs> boy. I'm sorry. 
How do you I'm happy to see me? Aaron Donald get what he deserved. Yeah, you well, want to talk about all so, time? Oh, yeah, to be honest, that's the only solace I got from the Rams winning the Super Bowl. Guys, don't have it for Aaron Donald. But don't we have this with every team? Every team isn't there a player that we root to win a chip for? Yeah, like that Super Bowl. Like I was kind of low key rooting for Larry Fitzgerald to finally get a ring, but then San Antonio Holmes wanted to, you know. See me, I was great yeah. Super Bowl catch up all time. You want to talk about the it's definitely deserved one, man. That's tough. No, 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 that's no, no, tough. No, 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 no. Yeah. That's not awesome. Well, I'll tell you that's what, Kenny. Just, just I got faith in the birds down there. Y'all not going to do nothing for a while, but, you know, you got pits. You know, I, I'm actually higher on Desmond Ritter than most people. I just think he needs to fill out a little bit. Um, so you definitely yeah. got, you, you, you got some foundational pieces. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's about the process right now, not right. the results. If the process is good, if the trajectory is pointing up, I'm fine with whatever results we get this year. Yeah. But first things first, we need to solve that quarterback position, yeah. and then we can build on that. Well, yeah. you'll have C.J. Stroud next year. Be happy. There we go. I, I, I like that energy. Let's yeah. keep it that way. Definitely. Keep it up. Hey, man, Kenny, we got a saying up here. Trust the process. <laughs> That's right. Trust the process. <laughs> Kenny, man, well, we appreciate you taking the time, man. Take it easy. Fellas, thanks for having me on. Y'all be easy. See you right. later. All right. Once again, listen to 98.5 WJYN, the running back sports show, Sports for the Culture. If you want to call, join the discussion. That number is 215-763-9596. That was a smooth overture right there. <laughs> I do what I can. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a few comments. Oh, they're from Mark. Oh, he says the Undertaker's overrated. Oh, we will have that conversation next time you call in. <laughs> I can guarantee you. We will and have a nice, long, in-depth conversation and while you Mark also said the only John Cena is higher than Peak Stone Cold. You know what? Tell Mark we are definitely going to have words. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There's a reason why I always like Mark. <laughs> Mark, Mark, he, okay. Your man's out of pocket. <laughs> Your man's out of pocket. That is my man's. I agree with him. Oh. <laughs> it be your own people. It's a beautiful day. It's it a very beautiful day out it today. It is. Yeah. Thank you for having me on, but it <laughs> is just. Well, Carmen decided to join us in the middle of our football discussion, y'all. Decided to I saw, finally decided show to, up. I decided to drop into Atlanta real quick. ATL. <laughs> Talk about the Falcons. Yeah. I just want to let you know that entire Michael Vick versus Matt Ryan. That that's was pretty a lot. much what I got dragged into in terms of Falcons Twitter, like all senior bowl. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I low-key got adopted oh. in the Falcons because, like, I, most of the people in the senior bowl were, like, Falcons fans right. and covering for their podcasts and their radio shows. So, like, I follow them. Next thing you know, it, that became, like, a giant debate. Matt Ryan versus Mike Vick. I'm just like, listen, impact and culture-wise, Mike Vick. But if you want to talk about, like, accolades-wise and in terms of... Easily as Matt Ryan. Yeah, it's Matt Ryan. That's but, not debatable, though. That's like, as a statistician... It's like, call, it's like comparing like, AI and Kobe. Can we not why, – why we always got to do this? Because you know every time we do the AI Kobe comparison, I get a little bit weird about this. Because well, you got to be literal when you do an AI Kobe comparison. Well, I mean in the most literal way. AI's impact on basketball is viewed through a different lens than Kobe's statistical accolades are. But that's what blows my mind because AI's statistical accomplishments are no lesser than Kobe's. Kobe played 20 years. AI played 10. But, no, AI played more than 10. He played – what I'm AI saying to you is AI plays 10, and he was done by I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. All right, so and we're going to go up into the – Hold on, AI was drafted in 96, right? Yeah, but yeah. what he's saying is as oh. far as when – he from, So from 96 to 06, Allen Iverson was Allen Iverson. Kobe Bryant was Kobe Bryant from 96 to 2012. 
No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even so say. Sixteen years. No, nah, I would say Kobe. Years. I said Kobe was Kobe from like '99. Thank you. Because I like, remember it was those first okay. two years. No, so don't get it wrong. The first two years, and it would be, if you told somebody in 1998 that Kobe Bryant was going to be better than Allen Iverson, they'd probably laugh at you. But then again, that you nobody was even having that conversation because Kobe was on the bench. No, that's my point though. That's my if, if you come back in time and tell you a version of you like, hey, this guy right here, Kobe Bryant's going to be better than Allen Iverson, you laugh in their face. And then Shaq, I, see, and I then the turn the, the corner thing is a little bit. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I just think that's a little bit kind of. You're kind of overreaching with the. I don't think anybody would laugh. Well, I just Kobe think couldn't that even get off the bench and they always was two time All Star. But that, that wasn't. Way. But you got to remember who the Lakers team was, bro, and who the Lakers were at that time. That it had was Shaq. It was built around Shaq. Uh uh-uh. uh. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Lakers, their whole aura. Like, you wasn't walking into LA at that time and you was just stepping on the court like you about to be the next reiteration of Jordan. That wasn't how it worked. And then you had to think about who was on that team. You had to work your way into the starting lineup. Where AI was the number one overall pick. AI was always projected for a year at a year preceding to be the number one overall pick. And you got to think, he took over a team that is still trying to recover post-Barkley as opposed to a Lakers team that just exactly. got checked. You have Nick Van Exel. Exactly. You were kind of a team competing. In and do you, was the, do you the remember the draft the lottery? You got to understand something. Pat Croce was the poorest, I would argue, one of the poorest Owners in the NBA at that time. Oh, he's a president. He wasn't our owner at the time. Oh well, well the president owner, the the, our operation. owner was one of the poorest owners in the NBA at that mm-hmm. time. It was the reason why we kept downsizing talent every five seconds. I mean, Charles Barkley forced his way out. We're not talking about him, but we talk about the Dana Barrowses of the world, the Jerry Stackhouses of the world. Dana um, but because people, Sean, sleep, Sean people, sleep on, people sleep on how. Don't you do that? Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't ever, don't, don't you ever? Clarence was was good for a while. No, he was good for a while. He wasn't great, but he was good for a while. Doug Overton? Overton was better than Eric Snow. It's Carmen's <laughs> favorite player, if y'all didn't know. Larry Hughes? Doug Overton. Favorite but, Sixers player. What? AI came into the game. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> what was the point? <laughs> Your favorite player of Versus all time. Kobe? That's what the point of this was? That's what you said? You said AI and Kobe, the comparison, right? I was just saying the comparison that at one point, People view one person better than the other. Okay. Well, yeah, that, that's true. But even, but if you break it down, them two cannot be compared ever. You really can't compare them. You can't. How? I don't care. You can't. Because what do you mean how? You know how. Stop trying to blame me how. <laughs> how? 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 How can you know they're both Let's scoring? Guard. They're both scoring too. I, have, I am you curious have for this the answer one. Slight. I'm curious. How? You got the floor. How? Okay, how? Number one. First of all, like y'all said, if you want to talk about just organizations as a whole, Kobe went into a built dynasty into the Lakers. The Sixers, they had that championship back with Dr. J and them. Okay, great. Perfect. But as you know, the Sixers were still kind of like trying to figure it out, and they got AI, right or wrong. Right. Okay. So then, secondly, if you just talk about just size just alone and capabilities alone versus Kobe and AI, you can't compare the two either. If AI was three feet taller, then, then maybe we could talk about like side to side, base to base comparisons to me. And then the next thing, too, is obviously for the culture wise, AI from the rip has always been the guy, the guy to influence. And Kobe, I think Kobe has always been great and people always been Kobe stands, like LA people especially. But I think towards the later of his career, like the Mamba mentality and all that, that started to kind of cement his true legacy in the culture. But AI with the culture has always been from that rip. So, outside of that, I mean, obviously, AI has an MVP. Kobe has multiple MVPs. Kobe has championships. AI does not. Kobe has one. No, no, I said Kobe has an MVP. Okay. AI has an MVP. And then Kobe has championships. AI does not. For ABC reasons. What? 
What? What's the problem? See, there isn't a problem. I this is what irritates me about the Kobe legacy. One, two of those ships is his. Thank you. And then oh my cousin is a Shaq. The, the so has Shaq? AI ever played with anybody on the level of Shaq? No, no, no. I agree. AI, has listen. AI, 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 AI never, never. <laughs> AI never <laughs> AI never had the talent to help him get a chip for ever. sure ever never in that old one season Aaron DC. McKee you, Eric Chris. Snow Dallenberry all them and Sumbo no my Sumbo I'm sorry not doing mine um, no because Dallenberry got him there like people you're right because people forget that Dallenberry got them to that great record broke his wrist. They traded for Matumbo over no, All-Star. Field no, Field Ratliff. Field Ratliff to Matumbo is what got him there. But I think what I struggle with is, like he said, Kobe only got two rings. I know Kobe got whatever Five. rings he got. But Five. my argument at that time, and the reason why I can't compare Kobe to AI, is not for the cultural because that's not an argument. AI literally changed. It, he changed sports. Facts. People forget that. Like People keep talking about NBA. We have NFL players who talk about they dress the way they do because of AI. They tat their bodies because of AI. They cornrow. Steven Jackson talked about the culture of the NBA once AI walked in. Once AI came in, bro, wasn't nobody walking in there with tattoos. Wasn't nobody embodying who they was from the, from the block. No, Kobe was the corporate guy. The people Tell said, me I'm he wrong. Was, he was corporate rock. Because remember, daddy got mad when, corp, when Kobe got married to his, went to his boo. Because Kobe was the corporate guy. Kobe wasn't for the culture. Kobe. Kobe, (laughs) When when was Kobe for the culture? Kobe. (laughs) Never. Kobe Kobe wasn't never for the culture. Kobe Kobe got cemented with the Mamba mentality. Wait, do you really want me to tell you? Talk about stats. Where Kobe started to get more popular. Let me tell you, hold on, just for a quick diatribe, and it's funny because I'm not trying to make this a corny and cool thing like how people do the Russell Wilson future thing. But I will say this. I knew you was going to do this. But I will say this. (laughs) Just look at the people who say AI was their favorite pair. And then look at the players in the league who say Kobe was their favorite player. So you were real disrespectful because AI is my favorite player, and I, you know I'm a Russell stan. No, but the reason I say the Russell Wilson future dynamic is just that one people view person as cool right. and another corny. Okay. Right. Kobe's always been viewed as corny. AI was always viewed as cool. So think about people who are Kyrie Irving's favorite player is Kobe Ooh. Bryant. I mean, Jason Tatum's favorite player is Kobe. <laughs> Oh, I did, I didn't even know so that. Just to say, DeMar DeRozan loves Kobe. DeMar DeRozan loves Devin Booker's Kobe. DeMar DeRozan don't corny. count. He grew up in L.A. So who not corny? So, DeMar, Devin Booker, wait, 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 wait. Jason Tatum. They're all not corny. They're not corny at all. They're not corny at all. How are they corny? How is he corny? What's cool about Devin Booker? So first, Because he light-skinned? No. So firstly, can I say it's a pleasure to meet you. This is ridiculous today. So, this is out of this world. Jamal knows. Cause you didn't say your name, though, so I'm not sure. Once again, it's a pleasure to meet everybody for the first time. My name is Corey. Okay, cool. Hi, Corey. Uh, I'm Carmen. Pleasure to meet you, Carmen. So, <laughs> with this being said, you're right. Kobe was corny. So, with, with Kobe being corny, uh, I apologize. A man put in a profile picture up of his prayer to a man who is deceased is lame. Wait, a man he didn't put a posting, profile picture. He just posted it. He posted it at the end of a series I, of a man, photos. A man, that repre- a that man posted his text message to a dead man is <laughs> he just, lame. He's just showing that he's, he is his, yo, his, yo, his loyalty and love to Kobe never I'm dies. I'm sorry. You talking about Devin Booker? A man who gets, ins- gets sensitive every time that he gets punked on the court. 
I don't double team me. I'm working on my game. Booker always talks smack, no matter what. He can be having a great day. He told them in summer in a a summer pickup game, don't double team me. I'm working on my game. Bro, we playing basketball. Oh my god. Okay, so basically he's they're quoting y'all opinion and y'all opinion, which is great. No, they're is what they are. I don't care. Either way, I'm a son's everybody called Jason Tatum corny. A lot of people besides those people that I mentioned say Kobe is their favorite player. So with that being said, not everybody that says that Kobe is their favorite is corny. So y'all, no, you're right about that. You're right about that. You're right so, about that. But a lot of people who say Kobe is their favorite player are a lot of bandwagon fans who say the Lakers are their favorite team. I mean, that that could be here. That's, I mean, that's it's just like either or. It's just I mean, like maybe, a lot of people say, oh, I, I love the Bulls. I'm such a Bulls fan. I'm such a Bulls fan. I'm such a Bulls fan. You're not a Bulls fan. You're a Jordan fan. Like no, for sure. I mean, I okay, that's fine. But I don't think that with the Kobe thing is true. Oh, for most dudes in Philly, yes, it was. I feel like the only reason you defending this so hard is because of Jason Tatum. Because I feel like if it was Tatum no other player, but all get out. What? He a good dad. If that makes you feel better. How does it? Y'all are tripping. All right, the just knows no levels. I got that's, you. That's, Stop that's texting crazy. me. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. He can't show. He can't show his feelings and his admiration towards no. his idol, who he's devastated that died. He can't just you know what I mean make a post. It's his Instagram. So Let's what? Not, Does so it matter? I'm sorry. No. So if they should say, the, does it matter to you? Your number one fan is here for no reason. <laughs> You said I really tucked about this. I'm not tucked at all. I'm stating the fact. The emotions say otherwise. There is no emotion in here. This is factual. Everything I'm what, saying actual, is factual. Factual? Yes. So he's, he's factually not corny? He, that's not, he's not corny at all. He's posting on his page something that he represents him on his, pri- on his personal Instagram that's, that's page. That's one of you, that the is the truth. So I'm that's going, what happened. So guys. Just please don't flame me when I post on my Instagram story. I'm going to text Michael Jackson tell him I miss him. That's on you. Do you? So, do I got you. you. <laughs> With the and glitter glove. One, and that's, Who this? With and the that's glove. one thing that Jason Tatum has done that y'all can perceive as corny. Other things that he's done are, are not corny. So what are y'all Ooh. talking about? That's he went to Duke. Thing. That was corny. <laughs> Come on now. That's not even Grand Hills corny. Yes. That was a bad. That was a bad. I don't think I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. You don't? No. Grand Hill is no, not corny. No. You are intriguing. No. You are an intriguing human being. You think that Grand Hill is not corny. Tatis corny? Just stop. Stop it. That's not even the same thing. Senior. Be quiet. Anyways. Okay, great. What's the next on the agenda? What's, on the, what's, what's, what's the rest on the docket? Shout out to Jason Tatum, by the way. Man, yeah, day, shout out to Jason Tatum. Every day. Shout like, out to Jason Tatum. Shout out to you, bro. I hope you're enjoying your summer, points in yeah, yeah, people, people really be hype on this man for I hope some he's potential he's never realized. You know what, Carmen? That's fine. Like, like, here's the thing. Live. He made it to the finals. Where the six is at? He made it to the finals. Where are you from? Because you want to move to Boston and Horford. It is the truth. And Horford, chill out. Last time I checked, I thought Jalen Brown took that team to the finals. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown took that team. Oh, they did? Marcus Smart took that team. They did? Al Horford took that team. Al Horford took that team. Because are we not in consensus that going into the year, everybody consider Boston Jason Tatum team? When we were going into when we were in the playoffs, even though Jalen Brown clearly outperformed Jason Tatum at every chance he got, it was still Tatum's team. It's because he likes him. And then, wow, (laughs) wow, (laughs) wow. Jalen Brown is the dark skinned brother trying to work towards the causes in this country. My thing is, Tatum. It's a Tyler Perry movie. Mm. Honestly, I'm the boss is so good. I'm going to pray for y'all. It's cool. See, the boss is so good. I get it. I get it. Tyler Perry presents, I'm going to pray for y'all. I totally get it. You know, no one can have, you know no one can have any opinions you know outside of y'all opinions. It's cool. No, not it's at all. Cool. How you figure? Listen. You just literally mentioned all the corny players. They're not corny. <laughs> They're not corny. They're not corny. 
She not says corny. so. Jason Tatum and Devin Booker like Kobe. They're not corny. Uh, I don't see how they're corny. They're winners. They win. Jason Tatum lost to the finals. Booker ever won? What do you NBA mean? He got, Twitter he got disagrees with you. He got to the finals. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did. Who? Him and Chris and then Giannis gave him a fifty in a closeout. That's fine. That's Giannis. Did, first of all, that's he fine. Gives, Who's he, beating Giannis? Giannis didn't give him a fifty. He gave Giannis eight and a fifty. And DeAndre A said, "Give me that hundred thirty million." So, what about it? People lose against. People all the time in the finals. That's no, how he, is that? Like, what are you talking you're right, about? But how many great people have lost in the finals? Kobe. Who? Who else? LeBron a lot. No, okay. Never lost in the finals. People. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. They never but lost. you know who and lost and a lot in the first round? Michael, Michael Jeffrey, Jeffrey Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> and that's and that's and that's Jordan. But so it's just it's here to Yo. there. And the Celtics made it before the Sixers because one and B was less than optimal. Two Celtics a deeper team. Phoenix made it before the Sixers because one they're just a better team. I mean, Chris, Chris Paul. Paul can run but that's what I'm Devin saying. Booker. So they have these components, including these people but that I named, Jason Tatum are better. There. Devin Booker ain't getting so there. How does they that are, make them they are, there are components to them. No, Russell I Wilson is an incredible quarterback. I get that. How are they not? How are they not? I get you there. Drake is a great rapper, Without Booker, without Tatum, these teams don't make it. I don't care what you say. I don't know about the Celtics No, no. They wouldn't have made it. They wouldn't have made it. Derek Jeter is the best shortstop all time. Just like y'all say, Kobe Kobe only has two rings. Without Kobe in those other rings, Shaq wouldn't have them rings neither. So it don't don't make sense. Shaq won the ring with Wade, though. He proved he didn't need Kobe. That's fine. I'm talking about the Lakers. So Kobe proved he didn't need Shaq twice. So... He needed to the photo. Yeah, he did. That's fine. Everyone needs someone to win. Y'all not making sense. So what about AI? Y'all not making sense. AI didn't have nobody. That's my point. And now. So what I'm saying is every, everybody needs someone to win. Everybody needs a Robin to win. Everybody needs a supporting cast to win. Yeah, what are y'all Jaylen really Brown saying? Needs his Robin. Jason and that's Tatum fine. He can, be, he can be that, but he's still a part of the Jaylen component to win. To he's still a component to win. Jason needs to learn how to hit a shot when the moment counts. That's fine. But either way, you need to pick up the basketball cannot, more than picking up his like, child. That's the problem. It's like the elder one. You are okay? disrespectful. One can't live without the other. All right? He's That's spending how too it much is. time being a good father. He needs to worry about this basketball. Ladies and gentlemen, you see Michael Jordan, listening, this is coming from a good father. Just <laughs> Michael Jordan wasn't holding his kids. Oh. And you see what happened, right? Michael Jordan he, also cheated on his wife every chance he got. Exactly. And guess what? He won six rings because he was worried about the rights. <laughs> That's the correlation. <laughs> All right. What about Tom Brady? He got seven I mean, even with Giselle. Hey, I mean, you said the correlation, Kobe. Oh, that was, that was once that we know of. <laughs> we, just talking we ain't going to talk about that man like that. Uh, we just talking correlation. I mean. Shaq, kind of not the best. Uh, well, Shaq, Shaq is a piece of crap. His wife That's said. my point. Now, he oh, got yeah, four but, rings, though. But, but Shaq, so what but does Shaq that make you think LeBron doing in the shadows? LeBron has definitely done some LeBron stuff. LeBron got shadows. 12 kids in the shadows. Y'all are real disrespectful. Listen, all I got to say is, again. And he built them that I Promise School just to get, for just for GP. Y'all are real. He built the I Promise School so he could get to the moms. First off, can we not Stop. have one black athlete who actually is just dope? Steph Curry. Can Facts. we not just have one black athlete Facts. who's just not Steph dope? Steph Curry is a black athlete. Facts. thousand percent. Yo, the disrespect. Dope. Serena Williams. Dope. Wow. Simone Biles. She's dope. Wow. She's also dating a white Serena guy. Serena Williams is not dope. She Simone was, Biles her is game not. is dope. She's dating a black guy. She's Since, no, dope. she was dating a white dude oh. last time I seen her. Nah, Simone, Simone Biles. Biles. She's dating a black brother. Oh, all right. Oh, all right. Oh, all right. Oh, so now it's like because he said, yeah. I just said, yeah. Yeah, because you said it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. This is what this is. Is the boys club today? Not this at all. This gotta go. Oh, not at all. This gotta go. This gotta go. Because who be talking about the WNBA with you? That's who be a part of you basketball. WNBA it highlights. don't matter. W. Y'all being sexist. That's that's basketball. That's not How W or not. You can't. You should talk about WNBA because that is a that is exactly. a sport. It's a professional sport. What you said sport. was it's a boys club. 
Because that's what you just implied with that comment. That's what he just implied. What do you mean? John, Jonathan Owens, 24-year gymnastic star. Yeah, he's, she's engaged to her brother. I just uh, said oh, that. we know. No, I was just fact Hold on. Yeah, he, you know Molly over here. Listen, I'm all for interracial dating. Are you? If. Mm-mm-mm. No, <laughs> no he's not. If the man is black. This is crazy. Because <laughs> he is. But I knew that's where he was going. If, if the, the man, man is, is black. black. Wow. Oh, which is, wow. Oh, that is. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. So shout out to Michael that's Jordan, right? So black guys can date whoever. But he was trying to marry Lloyd Harvey. Lloyd Harvey said I'm for these streets. You know what's crazy? I actually think the opposite. And that's what's wild. I think people are, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not a Lori Harvey stan, but I think people were like painting her a little bit too, but like, no, I'm joking. I'm sure she people was, people say no she to was clear with him time. and she, you know, he just, well, I mean, he Michael, thought Michael I might be, be Jordan and you're going to marry. That's what he thought. Let's be real. Huh? He thought I'm Michael B. Jordan and you're going to marry. Right, I know you she said was, you're not going to marry me, like, no. marry me. She was like, no, I told you from the rip. I'm not ready for that. But you don't want to marry Some people just either they aren't ready to get married or I dis- they just don't believe I disagree, though. I don't think it had anything to do with his ego. I honestly think that Lori Harvey is honestly so phenomenal of a person. I truly do believe this. I do believe that she is so good for the men that she's with that he honestly was in that space like all of us men have been there when we are that captivated overheads and heels in love with somebody that we want to make them our forever. So, Except Lori is probably going to be this generation's Anna Nicole Smith. And I don't think that that's what we're really understanding yet is that she, you raised your eyebrows at that. But it, I, I would actually say that Lori Harvey right now is giving a lot of women who, because social media is painting her as a villain. She's not a villain. She's no different than the average female out here on these streets. She's dating. I never met, said she was a villain. No, but you did say that they paint her villain like uh, you said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did, but I didn't say she was a villain. I'm not saying you personally do, but I'm recalling your words. Okay, continue. <laughs> Yo, why you want You're very defensive. <laughs> you are. I'm not defensive. You in your bag. This is the second week in a row. <laughs> How right? am I being defensive? You want to talk about it, Carl? <laughs> what if, did I do? If, I just, if I'm just straightforward and just being like straightforward with everything that I'm saying, <laughs> everything that I mean, I'm being defensive. I'm just being straightforward. What else do you I want to say? I didn't say that. I did not say that. That is the truth. That's a fact. Listen, listen. We're just having a conversation. No one's getting defensive. No, no, no. I I'm actually enjoy this. This I'm is not, my, like. My element. Just continue This on, is please. my element. I'm this is literally you, my please element. Please continue your point. So I think that because Anna Nicole and it. What? <laughs> what did I do? I just told him, please. Like, I want to hear the rest of what he has to May say. I ask, and I know this is improper, but I want to do this for context. If you were born anything out after 95 or 96, you probably wouldn't understand what Anna Nicole Smith in a time of socialite age, was she really meant for the feminine? Nobody calls her a feminist. I don't think so. At least I don't believe so. But she, in a lot of ways, started spawning a lot of arguments about the way she conducted her life and how free she was. You could argue the Marilyn Monroe's God knows so many years ago. But in this generation, it was the Anna Nicole Smith that did it. That's why her aftermath of her life is so big when people recall her life they want to understand how she conveyed it in the way she did Lori Harvey Harvey is a lot of the same way people paint her in a bad light because they don't understand that it's just cameras lights and action she ain't no different than the average person she dates and she breaks up with somebody difference is Michael B Jordan was a simp that ain't nothing wrong with being a simp he simp for his woman she just didn't want him in the the long run now I just honestly think she's going to be perpetually single that's what I think. I think that Lori Harvey is just going to be perpetually single. She's going to be Angelina Jolie until she meets her Brad Pitt. And I'm okay with that. I think the world needs to be okay with that because they're going to paint her as a villain. Michael B. is going to get the, oh, you seen him crying at Chase Center. Like, 
all right, dude, get over it. Because let's be honest, if it reverse the position, Carmen, if this was a woman at Chase Center going through the same thing and a man did that, you would paint him as a villain. He needs to get over it because she did nothing wrong. But the problem is we're paint, er, we paint her in a bad light. Lori doesn't need to be painted in a bad light. She broke America's sweetheart's heart. He was never America's sweetheart. That's cat. That's not cat, no, bruh. That's, that's Whoever bad. considered Michael B. Jordan America's sweetheart? I mean, some people do. At what point he definitely You're talking was black in America? Some people do. No, what? first of all, some people I'm sorry. To you must right talk now. about people, black America. <coughs> people try to compare Excuse him me, to I'm Denzel gonna tell you right for now. some reason. Well, you know, every generation we want a black actor to compare to Denzel when honestly, <laughs> I got my own opinion about Denzel. I mean, I don't get how he could ever compare to Denzel. That's a joke. To compare to who? Michael B. Jordan to compare to Denzel. He's nowhere near the actor Denzel is. Well, yeah, we definitely. I mean, that's Michael a given. That's not even a start. Like, he's that's nowhere a, near Denzel. That's a given. Denzel is an amazing actor. He's closer to The Rock. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just kind of like, you know, all, it'll watch do. Watch your mouth about Dwayne. I'm, Dwayne Wayne. We're not disrespecting him. He's closer to The Rock is one method. The Rock ain't giving you death. The biggest death he ever gave you was, what was it? Um, Disney movie. Fairy. Fairy. Two Fairy. Don't do that. That was the biggest death the he ever given you. Be cool. Now you, now, now you, now be, be cool. He was incredibly funny as heck and be cool. <laughs> Jamal, oh, tell the audience why you think he's provided so much depth and be cool. Because um, for The Rock <laughs> to be taken as this person who needs to have these scripts written for him and Bruce Pritchard and all this stuff, a lot of his stuff. I'm be literal. Cool I, need a, I need a better explanation. He has some incredible scenes. So you're saying his, his roles in Be Cool was better. Then two fairy, easily. Uh, the game uh, plan. The game plan, which was, by the way, a very good movie. I enjoyed it also. It was a very when good it movie. came out. It, ah. <laughs> okay. Um, no, but real, no, but real talk, like pound for pound, I think Michael B the, is the Rock. Yeah, I saw Michael B. Jordan pee on himself on screen, so that's how I know he about this life. Wait, what? Oh. Sorry. I was going to say, you don't know what scene I'm talking about? Yes, but it's iconic. Seen my, that movie it's the most iconic Michael B. Jordan scene. Honestly, I'll put Michael B. Jordan like a slight tier above The Rock in terms of acting. I'm sorry, I can't see The Rock. Well, do- acting prowess, yes. Black I'm Adam, say, he about to kill it in Black Adam. I'm about to say, I can't see. He ain't I, can, do I'm about to say, I can never see Dwayne do Fruitville Station. Well, I don't think Michael B. Jordan's a bad actor. I disagree with Carmen. He's not nowhere near in the realm of a Denzel. But again, I, mean, I am very, I'm a little bit more, I think Denzel is Mount Rushmore of black actors. I just don't think that he is. Him, Sidney, Morgan Freeman, Belafonte. Yeah, but as that's long as Morgan Rushmore. was alive, like there, and, that's then, the, that's and the you're, also, you're also forgetting I mean, a, a, a very great black actor that nobody wants to give credit to, who? Lawrence Fishburne. No, I love Lawrence. He's just not on the floor. Sorry. Why? I he mean, has death. Are we talking about black? Who you taking off that Mount Rushmore? I mean, are we talking about Wait, hold on. Time out. Are we talking black male? You taking Sidney Portillo? Are we talking black act, black Mount Rushmore? Period. In terms of acting, or we just talking about black men? Black actors. Okay, so in that case, black actors. Where's Viola Davis? Who? Who? I get it. I get it. He's 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 saying we're gender biasing. We're not gender biasing. I love Hattie McDaniel. I love. He's not saying we are, but he's he's saying. I love Viola Davis. Viola Davis, by who the way, you is not off my Viola favorite Davis. black actress. Angela Bassett. I love who you take it off. Stop. No, I'm just. So I'm asking you to say <laughs> out of the four I named you, who you taking off? Denzel Washington. Carmen, Sydney who's Quintet? your uh, Mount Rushmore of black actors? She don't have one. She's not for the culture, y'all. <laughs> wow. 
I'm loving this today. I Just really to let am. you <laughs> let you I'm know. I'm loving it. him today. I really am. Who me? Yes. Yes, you. What I do? Yes, Thomas. Yes. That's crazy. You gonna put my government on that? You say radio? it all the time, Jamal Thomas. Right on. <laughs> Don't you not? She just dropped the onomatopoeia on you, but I'm okay. Um, let's see. I'm, just I'm not the one in trouble. That water good? This water is delicious. Actors. Okay. Well, no, okay, let me just say this. So I don't want to just rewind back to our original point, which was. <laughs> Jason Tatum is the corniest NBA player. No, no, no. His thing about Anna Nicole Smith. The only thing I ever remembered about Anna Nicole Smith was that she was like real sexual. And then she was just, he, she just went off the deep end with the Anna Nicole show. That's the only thing I ever really remember about her. Well, she was a socialite. So I know. So I can't, yeah. So I can't really relate to okay. that comparison of Lori because I've only known her to be like real sexual right. and kind of just kind of loony. So when you compare those two. <laughs> she called her loony. I can't. She had issues. I know she had like substance abuse and you no, know emotional issues right. and stuff. I knew that. I know that about her. I'm not trying to like just say that's or her legacy is. I'm just saying from my perspective, I don't know much. So with that comparison to Lori, I can't feel you on that because I don't know enough of Aunt, about okay. Anna Nicole to relate to that. But what I do think about um, Lori Harvey is, I mean, I don't, I, you know, I don't really, I, I, to be honest, I really don't have a deep opinion about her. I don't think she was wrong for breaking up with Michael B. Jordan because if you want to break up with him, break up with him. Who cares if whatever his age is? If that's, that's what you want to do. That's, that's his a hot do. girl summer. That's why you agree. No, no I mean, I agree with Carmen. If what? she don't want to be with him, she don't want to be with him. I don't care what kind of dreams you have, aspirations for us. Like, is that not my dream? I don't got to comply to your dream. That's and, not my dream. And then why in the world do you think that she think Michael B. Jordan may be the best looking dude on earth? There's cuter guys than Michael B. Jordan for sure. So. And how you know he ain't corny like Jason Tatum? He definitely Tatum ain't corny. Tatum ain't corny. Carmen, your reflex was awesome there. Your reflex was amazing. You're not corny. Michael B. Jordan is corny. Corny. I can I can see I can see I can see that kind of Michael B. Jordan comment about the corniness, but Tatum I don't find corny. So what? Because Tatum from the hood, he got. I don't. I just don't find him corny. I don't find him. Do you find him attractive? That is me. She finds. So is your opinion based on the fact that he's aesthetically gorgeous? No, no, I just I think they're both are cute. I think both of them are cute. Would you date a corny guy? I mean, in corny in what way? In what Ooh, way? Tatum's corny. In what way? Michael B. Jordan How? is corny. Would you date a Michael B. Jordan type? How? Guy? In what way? Michael B. Jordan to me seems like a little corny, but he, he seemed like J. Cole is his favorite rapper. Why is that? Why, why is rapper? that disrespectful? Dang. Like you are disrespectful today. I, I agree with Carmen. Like, like bro, J. Cole's a good rapper. You could have said Cassidy. Say he was a bad rapper. I just said if J. Cole is your favorite rapper, you probably a little corny. You, I could argue the same thing about Kendrick Lamar. Wow. I agree. Wow. <laughs> And this my favorite rapper crazy. is Kendrick. Corey, I don't know how to tell you this. I know I'm corny, but <laughs> I'm going to fucking, what the freak are you saying then? But I'm also me. <laughs> I'm corny. <laughs> my life is. So you rest my well case. You see my that's point? It. That's, that's cool. the that's the biggest stamp of self confidence like, I've ever heard in my life. I know I'm corny. I know I'm corny. But I'm also because he knows me very well. Because T O it's the T O. I, I love me. Me. And I am that dude doing crunches in the driveway to make the world understand that while I look like the corniest dude in the world, understand who I am. My name ain't dissipate over time. I'm still that guy. Who can make a play? I can. <laughs> who can make a play? I can. I'm the one in the middle of that Dallas star in Arlington. Yo, you, understand. If, in life, to succeed, you have to have T.O. level of confidence. First off. You really do. It's not T.O. level of confidence. And this is the one thing. It's not T.O. level of confidence borderlines on irrationality. No, but that's how you got to be to make your dreams come true. You so need to be resolute. We talk about this. You need to be resolute. 
everything that you speak out your mouth, when somebody listens, they need to hear the authoritative and end of end of point. You take charge. Whenever, yes. At every room you're in. If I tell you something and I don't sound like the lion in the jungle, regardless if I'm the lion in the jungle, you're going to put doubt in. You're going to doubt something I say. But even if I'm lying to you, but I come at you with my chest out front, my shoulders back, and with conviction in my voice, I guarantee you're going to believe it. You're going to believe it until you find a reason not to believe it. So T.O.'s confidence was a rationality because what T.O. did was he overvalued himself in the marketplace, not his talent, himself. T.O. thought that I am as big as the NFL. That confidence is irrational. You're not going to win that way. Where somebody on like a Kobe, a Jordan. Who understood. I'm not bigger than the Bulls, but y'all going to respect me. AI. There's a confidence ain't about what comes out your mouth. Talks about how I walk it. They walked it. After a while, T.O. just showed it. That's a rational, that's a rational confidence. Too. But he also liked talking it, too. I think that was part of what helped him show it, is the talking. I mean, listen. Some it, people have to talk to play. It, Kevin Garnett is a perfect example. He had to get going. He had to get in the front. He almost had to hate you. Well, when you're the good with your words, you like He'd be like, this would be my man. We'd be, he'd be over my house in the summer. When we get in, he'd talk about my wife, my kids, all types of stuff. But that's just how he played the game. That was how he got himself ready to go. Well, and I think T.O. is the same way. T.O. had to talk. He had to let you know how important he was because it kept him in that locked-in, focused kind of mindset. But you also, under, you also understand the basic psychology of it. It's, a, it's, it's just like, let's say, for example, really quickly, let's be in a Virgo. You understand the basic psychology of it. If I eviscerate you with my words, you are not going to be optimal in whatever avenue you are when you're competing against me. If you're on the football field and you're looking across me, I'm going to let you know now everything I'm going to do to you, to your family, to your kids. All I need is 1% less confidence that you had, and now I have an advantage over you. Yeah. It's the same way in life. That's so Kevin Garnett, I mean, I would argue we need a lot more Kevin Garnett's in the world. We do. We need a lot more people that listen, if you that Anything dude you need to is talk possible. It. <laughs> so you're Anthony Davis and hustle. Anthony Edwards? Oh, I'm most certainly Anthony Edwards. Anthony Davis is too injured to be any movers. Oh, you disrespectful again. I am most certainly Anthony Edwards. That's not true. He did Space Jam too. And he he heard himself once. I heard that was terrible. It was garbage. It was so bad. I was really um, I was just about Uh, to ask Carmen. Adult inebriated one day and Wasn't like you know. Remember, like you know, like the first. It was one. No, the, the first was okay one was trash. For the no, kids, like for no, kids, no. I think it was good. Even if was I was decent. twelve, I'd have been like, no, he's a harsh trash. critic. Oh no, no, he's a harsh for critic. For kids, I no, think here's it was the thing, like, like cute, relatable. One, listen, I thought the movie was okay, but for me, it wasn't made for me. Like it was made for those kids who have LeBron jerseys going into that movie. So in other words, it was it was, it was made for the Bronyacs. It was yes. cute and relatable. To it the was kids it, of today. like those kids probably felt the same way I did. Like when I was watching Space Jam growing up. Yeah, I didn't feel that way. I felt bigger about Lola <laughs> than I did Michael Jordan. Huh. Oh, my God. I, well, you also have to understand, I grew up mm. in a time where when I started really loving basketball, like, now I, I was born 86, so I went through the Charles Barkley phase and the Hornacek for two seconds phase, and uh, but it was the AI, it was the, the city was lit. Like, I don't think people can really understand it unless they were really alive for that moment because it's bigger than life. It was bigger than life as a black man seeing a black man who was really a black man walk into a sport and pretty much throw up the middle fingers to everybody in sight, including their poster boy, who was who? 
Michael Jordan. So Space Jam came out in what, 97? Yeah. My, AI debuted in 96. I no, didn't Space like Space Jam I, came out in 95. Was it before? Yeah. Because remember, it's based right. around him leaving right. to go to baseball. Right. They kind of spin yeah. the story. So I didn't like Jordan just off of the simple fact that I didn't like people that bandwagon road you know that you know i'm from day. a city but you know i'm a rock with this guy because he the greatest of all time fan, I'm, I'm a bulls fan How? everybody had bulls jerseys at that time everybody had jordans everybody had this the pippins this that and the fourth but minute ai came like listen i'm all the way about ai like so when ai first crossed jordan that was it for me <laughs> you 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 you, you crossed the corporate goat you the best of all time can't nobody beat you now michael jordan also had 35 in the bulls to win that game it doesn't matter. It was a culture changer. You you remember the end result. What's the what was the greatest moment of that game, Jamal? Was it was it how many points he had, or was it the fact that AI crossed Jordan not once but twice? Like the two thousand one, like dip sitting. Yes, two. I'm sorry. Like Mike. we remember Shout Mark Zumoff. Zumoff. Yep. Like I said, like the old one finals. Like, do we remember the fact that even though we still got gentlemen sweep, or we remember yeah. that moment that AI dropped forty people and talk about over LeBron, People talk about LeBron's fifty in game one against that KD team. The single greatest finals performance, besides the Isaiah Thomas 26 on the bad ankle, because that was legendary, is the AI 48 in game one. It's no way we should have won that. Maybe we should have lost. And he willed us to a win. Yeah, I get you there. Yeah, but yeah. we we were in that. We were never going to win that. that and, year. and you got to think they swept through the West. They, they swept the Blazers. They didn't. They, the only game they lost in the whole playoffs was against the game one of the Sixers. Yes. And we were literally, it was, it was like, you ever see Little Giants? Yeah. It one was, yard. Don't that's nothing. who we were. We got one a yard. Time. That's who we were, except this ain't no movie. What? Let me find out you actually cool sometimes. Don't try to get on her I, side I, down. I love Little Giants. You don't know that. What? Becky? What? Icebox to Icebox. you. That's Icebox to you. Well, of course. But, you know. It's crazy that there's Becky. barely 30-year-old. Power I. Barely 30-year-old. Listen. Me? Don't listen to me like that ever. I had to go. That's it. Period. Movie came out in 94, Yeah, 93. and it's still one of my favorite all-time movies. Behind all was all right. Little Monsters is one of my favorite movies all-time. It came out in 1989. Little they really monsters? blew a twenty-one yeah. point lead, though. They really did. Fred, it's got Fred <laughs> so Savage in it, and it's got Howie Mandel in it. It's Little awesome. Monsters. Yeah, it's like you don't remember Little Monsters. It's a movie where like Fred Savage and Ben Savage. Shout out Ben Savage, but means world. Monsters. They play brothers, and there's a world under their bed where monsters exist, and the brother finds out about it. And, like you never grow old, but like if you forget to get back before sunup, you get stuck in there, and then you become. A what monster. was better, Little Monsters or Indian in the Cupboard? I've never seen Little Ooh, Monsters. Indian in the Cupboard is a classic. I'm Indian in the Cupboard is a classic. I'm going to go Little Small Soldiers is the best, though. Small Soldiers. I like right Indian in the Cupboard, but they're appropriated like, like crap, so screw them. But besides that. Give me a hook. I'm about to say, name me a Hollywood movie that they ain't appropriating. I know, but say. still. I'm just Gods, have you ever seen uh, Gods of Egypt? Because I'm about to say, Christian I'm sorry. Bale is in that. That's you, not straight, you know, man. You know Noah's name was Russell Crowe, right? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Noah was Russell Crowe. That's a problem. When That's Russell Crowe, man. <laughs> when Russell Crowe plays the, the role of Noah, Noah's Ark in the Bible, Noah's no, I, know, I, I know what that is. What, are you talking about a movie? Yeah, Gods of Egypt. Yes. He was Noah in Gods no. of Egypt. Oh, I've never seen that. No, oh my, y'all are mistake. Gods of Egypt is Egyptian. Yeah. Y'all got, that's Egyptian mythology. Noah is based on. Is the movie called Noah? Is that what you yeah, said? Yeah, it's, oh. it's called. Yeah, I've never seen it. Noah's Ark. Oh. oh, I've never oh. seen the Noah's Ark biblical movie. Yeah, it was. Oh, they, I, I it see was, that. I see it that was literally, it literally got no box office Mighty. play because they casted Russell Crowe as Noah. They um, love. Cro- they love. Well, they the crest, They love the crestfallen, disheveled white man as the. I mean, listen. Like that movie that just oh, came out. So um, whatever on the Nile with Gal Gadot in it. All yeah. of them are white. But at least we can at least we can say Jim Caviezel played Jesus well. 
we can say that even if you don't believe in Jesus, he played the role of Jesus well. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, everything has been appropriated and typecasted, and it's just been poorly put together regardless. I mean, can we, we don't even want to talk about The Last Airbender. That's still the worst movie I it ever still saw. It still haunts my dream. Yeah, I, went, yeah. I, I did, too. I don't know why you thought that I that was about anything. Dude, it, was, it, was. it was moving then. So either options was either that movie or the fourth Twilight installment. In hindsight, the fourth Twilight movie probably would have been more Yeah, you should stop. There's only two movies I've ever walked out of. One was... The Last Airbender. Last Airbender. Another one was with Jamie Foxx, Colin Farrell, Miami Vice. You walked out of Miami Vice? I fell asleep. In the shower scene. I was So the first 28 minutes walked out. I said, this is horrible. I woke up in the the air tonight by nine point. I can't. This is awesome. Yeah, I never walked out of a movie. I've fallen asleep in a movie. I'm checking. I fell asleep on old. I fell asleep on Logan. I fell asleep on. You fell asleep on Logan. I fell asleep on the uh, uh, Lego movie. I fell asleep. You, on, you went to go to see I fell the Lego movie. On the Martian. It You're was corny. a date night. It was cute. You're so corny. You a hater. You're cornier than Jason Tatum. That's a fact. But see, I know I'm corny. I don't care though. That's the, <laughs> <laughs> that's the difference. I don't care. I'm not even at a comment no more. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying to. He's trying to bait me. That's cool. You got it. Speaking of baits, huh? Let's go Eagles. Yep. Speaking of baits, let's go, you go. No, because yes. we were talking about earlier about trading oh, for baits. Oh, okay, great. Oh, oh, you, oh, so you think okay. you know everything. No, I don't know nothing, obviously. <laughs> Man, like, is there something I am missing? Yeah. No, I one, just like to once give again, you were listening to WJY at 98.5. I, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> if so you want to call in, the call the number 215 Yes, sir. Thank you. 763-9596. We still got about 15 minutes left, so. Let's talk. Let's talk some Sixers before we get out of here. Then. Yeah. Oh, let me just say this: when yeah, I was yeah. coming in, when I was walking in, I was obviously walking down Broad Street, and I saw it was a car passed by me, right? And it was blasting, blasting. I was shocked because I haven't heard this like in this like for so long. I'm real with Ja Rule, Jennifer Lopez remix, blasting that, and it felt like summer to me. You know that summer was. I mean, that song was a summer banger when it came out. It's still a banger to me. Is it because J Lo was on it? Yes. Of course it was. And also, wow. shout out to J Lo. Yes, shout out to J Lo. Got married this weekend at Ben Affleck wow. in Vegas. Wow. Again? So are we, are she we never, celebrating this? Yes, I am. So she got yes, married. Yes, I am. So wait, yes, she got I married. Am. So it's she not got, her. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not done. <laughs> Do you just like light skinned people? I'm sorry. <laughs> first of all, first of all, Corey. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez has been my idol since I was seven years old. But so with that being said, with that being said, with that being said, it has nothing to do with her being light skinned. She's Hispanic, so it has nothing to do with being light skinned. Is she not light skinned because she's Hispanic? Yeah, I'm just saying that you're trying to imply everyone you were talking about has been black, a black light skinned guy. That's what you guys are talking about this whole time. So what I'm saying to you is that has nothing to do with this category. Anyways, I mean, back to what I'm saying because I'm not done. It does. Back to what I'm saying. Afro Latino. Back to what I'm saying. I know. Just be quiet. <laughs> God, y'all are t- this. It's just because the guy, the Corey's here. Y'all are like on ten. Y'all on twenty today. Who was on ten last week? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, just, I'm, still, I'm still not done. <laughs> so that being said, shout out to my girl Jennifer Lopez. We got married this weekend. Ben Affleck, love her life. Oh, so are we doing marriage? So out? yes, I am. Yes, I am. I am a fan of hers forever and ever, and I will be for forever and ever. Right. I will okay. tolerate no jail of disrespect. Okay, cool. Shout I out got... to my boy John Cena, also getting married. Congratulations yeah, yeah. to him. Congratulations yeah, to him. Dude. Love wins, man. So shout out to Jayla. Love does like, win. I'm very happy for her. First of all, let me just say this. After all 15, the people man. who are talking about J-Lo, I want to know about your failed relationships, your failed marriages, your different baby moms and baby dads. Please don't talk about J-Lo. J-Lo, at least people want to marry her. 
people got kids out there behind and don't got one engagement ring. She is gorgeous. So with that being said, she J-Lo, also dated Drake. That's a bad look. It don't matter. She can date anybody who dates Drake is a bad look. That's a bad look. That she can date whoever she wants. She can date whatever she wants. Either Mark way, Anthony, her lineup. Wow. J Lo Mark has been was he, married to Mark Anthony for over over ten years. No, I'm True. just and they had twin uh, twins together, her only children with her husband. True. Oh, do you think I'm like calling her like some sort of like I'm just saying like I'm Jezebel tired of the like slander, promiscuous the slander about J Lo and her and her, her, and her life <laughs> because say it again. <laughs> That that's the only slander she's ever gotten. About what? Besides that, she can't act. She, she, she can't, can't keep a man. You really just love J Lo. No, she can act and she you can really keep a man. You really just love J Lo. If, so, if something if something don't work, an unfinished life, Selena, Stop. hustlers, <laughs> trash, 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 and what? In Selena, and she she's never. First of all, that was her breakout role. Her best she role is never, enough, and she was trash. She in that. was never trash in, in, in Selena. That's like trash. saying, like saying Aaliyah should have got that, an that Oscar for Romeo Mustard. Made in Manhattan. She booty. was amazing in Selena. That's her breakout role. What are you talking about? So you say her her first role is her best role? No, it's not. I'm just saying that's her Name breakout role. Name another good movie. I in the just last said unfinished years. life. I just said an unfinished what life. Hustler. She was gonna get nominated. Unfinished life is with Josh Lucas. She was gonna get nominated. For uh, Oscar for that, but you she got snubbed. She did. Oh, did she? She got snubbed. She did get snubbed. That's she, crazy. She re- got snubbed. She got snubbed. You he, heard this? She Bro, got snubbed. she got snubbed. She got Jamal. snubbed. The reason why snubbed. that even was up for Oscar is because Josh snubbed. Lucas and Morgan Freeman is in the movie. Oh, I'm not so real actors. About, I'm not talking about that was nominated. For, I'm talking about Hustlers. She got snubbed. An unfinished life. I don't. Do you know want about me to tell you why Hustlers is nominated, or you want? Oh, and it had Robert Redford. That's fine. She was still good in it. What does I got to do with her performance? <laughs> Anyways. Don't tell me to watch she was in, She was in Made in Manhattan with Ralph Fiennes. That's and the reason that, why and he that, was And that was number one in the box office when it came out. What because was? Ralph so she, Fiennes she pro- actually can what act. Was Ralph, what? what? Wait, you because said, of her draw, it became number wait, one. Wait, you said what was You said what was number one. Stop playing. Made in Manhattan was number one. Stop it. It was. Google it. Stop it. Was. Google I don't it. Even, it. It was. That's not even what I'm arguing with you. I don't care. I mean, I love the movie, by the way. I love the movie. The movie is awesome. Just Granted, because Glenn Lewis was amazing in that Just movie. because she's not doing movies that you like or you enjoy, it doesn't mean it's bad if people don't enjoy them. Y'all are talking like what we y'all enjoy saying terrible is terrible movies all the time. It's I'm not being terrible. Subjective. It's yeah, not it was, terrible. That doesn't mean it's I don't not enjoy terrible. it. Or I, can be, it's not I can be objective. And I would say terrible. her best role Clearly, you can't enough. be objective here. I'm being objective. No, you're not. No, you're yes, not. I am. That's yes, the raw part about this. You're being the least objective out of everybody at this table because we have no biases. I don't hate J-Lo. I love J-Lo, right? J-Lo, if it don't work out, which it won't, call me. I personally think she's a triple threat. She's a great entertainer. I've seen her live. I've seen her What's the third one? Sing, act. Dance. She's she Michael Carter Williams. Dance. She's Michael Carter Williams. <laughs> no, she's not. No, she's not. She's a superstar. Mark Carter Williams is subpar. She's Green. a superstar. She's a superstar. Y'all can say whatever y'all want. Laugh, laugh, giggle, giggle, hee hee. The boys club today. Y'all think y'all got these jokes today. MCW. But MCW. She MC. is, he was the man for the first three years. To say that is a joke. He dumped on and that's a poor, 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 poor joke, actually. Oh that's real God. corny. You want to talk what? about corny? That's a corny joke. But we all acknowledge Shout out. I'm going to say this, joke. but all jokes aside. I'm glad you acknowledge it. All jokes aside. Um, um, I do like Since she's saying the boys way. club to bring it back around the black men. I do like Shout J-Lo. out to the Wans brothers for making J-Lo famous in the first place. Mm. Can we sound off on that? No, Chris. Mm. talking about? First she, didn't get famous off of, she didn't get famous off being a fly girl. That she was got her famous start. off of In Living Color. That was her start. Which is being a fly girl, Selena right? was so her she, breakout role where she got the most famous. She was an Armageddon before that. I'm just saying that she did not become famous off being a fly girl. That's where she got her start in the industry, but she did not become famous off being a fly girl that is the truth 
That is the truth. That's where she got her start, and the Wayans gave her her start. Shout out to them. But that's not how she got a known name across anywhere by being a fly girl. That's the truth. That's crazy. Jim Carrey. It's the J-Lo. That's the truth. She carrying it like that for J-Lo. That is the truth. Just so you know, Jennifer Lopez. I will carry it like that until the day that I die. You J-Lo every album. Have you watched watched every J-Lo movie? So J-Lo, what she's saying is her love don't cost a thing. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm saying is, is I will be on the mountaintop for J-Lo until forever. Because she's waiting for tonight. She deserves it. Oh. She's a triple threat. She's an, she's, inter- she's, an ama- so she's an amazing entertainer. Ain't she's a funny? great dancer. Ain't it funny? She's a triple threat. She's an icon, entrepreneur. She's a boss. All these things that y'all want to take Rihanna. away because you say she's going to shout right, out to Rihanna. I, I, so y'all are just haters, and it's cool. First of all, I never don't come from who a generation that can hate on J-Lo. Who, who didn't like hate J-Lo? We just saying that you're doing a lot of piping I'm her. Not, how am I piping her? Everything I said was the truth. You said Amazing she singer. is. Facts. I did not say she was an amazing singer. I never said that. I never. I just said she produces albums that are successful if you as say a singer. So. Yes, she produces movies that are successful. Yes, she is an entertainer. Yes, that is all. These are successful. All of them are successful. Whether you like it, whether the quality is to your standards is another question, another story. But she is successful in all those facets. Oh, she plays yes. semantic semantics. No, it's not semantic. It's the truth. You are playing she semantics. is just look at the dollars in terms of her albums, her movies. And she's still married to Ben Affleck. And he's amazing. I'm so happy for them. Who's amazing? Them as a couple. Them as a couple. I like Ben Affleck. He's accomplished too. He's a director. He's won an Oscar. Like Do he's not. Like he's not a. He's also a racist. I'm just saying that either way. Like I said, I don't, I don't believe, I don't know that to be true, so I can't comment on that. Oh, I just said I don't know. I never heard that, so I'm not going to comment on that. Boston. Okay, that's fine. That means everyone from Boston's a racist. No, Anyways. but it, what I'm saying, there's stories out I mean, there, but also there's a context. So what I'm there. saying I mean, is, LeBron again, that's I'm about to say, did we not see LeBron? <laughs> oh, so now LeBron's God, LeBron's law? I mean, I mean, real no, but look, what would LeBron I mean, I, have I, reason to I can't for? believe that Boston is racist, but that doesn't mean everyone from Boston is racist. Oh, that's no. all I'm Ooh. saying. I've been there multiple times. That's I fine. can almost that's concur fine. that that's almost fine. everybody in Boston is racist. That's, that's, that's your opinion. I know people I mean, from Boston who are Puerto Rican are not racist. I'm just I'm just saying, you guys just said everyone from Boston. You did not specify. You know what the white population of Boston Specify um, different ethnicities. So I'm saying someone from Boston who so is, you know, you're saying is you know not a Puerto racist. Rican person from Boston. I'm just saying y'all didn't specify. Did y'all specify? Y'all said a person from Boston. <laughs> That's what y'all said. The person from Boston. I'm not understanding y'all. I'm speaking straight facts, and y'all got all these jokes and all these under, uninformed things that y'all want to say. Uninformed. Uninformed. Check the numbers. Google. Oh, what? Check Check the numbers everything on I what? just said. I mean, real talk. I mean, we have LeBron's account in terms of Boston. Yeah. I don't care about Boston. That's fine. Bill Russell. We have Mark Wahlberg actually I don't, going on. All I said was not everyone. Ma- all I Marcus said Smart. was not everybody from there is racist, which is a valid statement to say. I'm sure not every single person that is from Boston is a racist. Whoa, you cannot right. you cannot blanket and say that. So that's what I'm saying. Why are so you defending so hard? I'm not defending so hard. I'm tired of you saying I'm defending hard. I'm not doing nothing hard. I'm just expressing myself. That's defending hard because you're trying to be funny is cool, but I'm not defending hard. I'm saying what I'm saying in a straightforward way. Okay. So that being said, like okay. I said, so, congratulations so. to her, mm-hmm. and that's my point in this. And, and if you want to talk about her, please Google it. Google her numbers. Google her words, and you will be salty and wrong. Thank you. And to bring it back, done. the Philadelphia 76ers loved James Harden. Yes, like, loved it. Loved like it. The, GOAT, the GOAT level way of he's carrying himself in the aftermath <laughs> of being traded from Brooklyn. 
It's absolutely amazing. Yes. Like, the narrative has always kind of been since he left Oklahoma City that James Harden is selfish. He's self-absorbed. He's more concerned about the party times than he is about being in a lab. But to see how Brooklyn imploded, Mm-hmm. To see how they didn't want to resign Kyrie. They didn't want him back at all. Kyrie opted back in. They're forced to pay him the money because they have to trade him otherwise. Then they only kept him because they honestly, they want to keep KD. And you're seeing all these problems materialize. And then you look at James Harden on the other end who tells a Sixers team who probably wouldn't have gave too big of a deal if he said, I'm going to opt in for the 47 or give me the 32 or the 35. And he says, you know what, Daryl? Do what you need to do. And I'll I really want everybody to understand what I mean when I say I want to win. Yeah. And, and what he's done this week, I think we talked about the Roman narrative early, evolving Roman's character. I think James Harden has evolved his character, um, has changed his narrative mm-hmm. in the same gravity, in the same graphic he has to. quick instance that Roman has. He yeah. has to. That He had to. Or it was over for him. He had to. Do you think it was over? I think. Yeah. Well, that's the way. That's not that's that. true. I'm not a James Harden hater at all. You know, that's not true. I'm not a fan of his. I'm not a hater, though. I've given him his due when he's Okay. It. Okay. Um, I just think he has to just by the way he played last year, especially in that last game. I mean, no, like, people always remember the last thing you did. So with that game and him playing as horrible as he played and the way he looked at the end of that season, he had to kind of do something to redeem himself in everybody's eyes because he was just looking bad. Like, it just looked like. What what is your what are your intentions here? I know he was hurt, like mm. you said, but to everyone else, it's just like you came here, we expect you to win, and we ain't win. I'll say this: I feel like this is going to be a much it's going to be a hungry team next year. We're going to the chip, like like Nate. We going to the chip. Like just some more people. Sure. Yeah, just some more. We going to the chip. If so we like, get some people, just yeah. seeing just seeing Harden, you know, sacrifice. Yeah. Least. I don't ever want to see us win, bro. Just seeing just see sacri- just seeing Harden sacrifice well over ten to fifteen million to get you know like Daniel House and PJ Tucker you know that pieces that we need for the playoffs that's going to get us to the chip yeah seeing you I know still Ty- need to see it back up big seeing like seeing Tyrese Ma- seeing Tyrese Maxey in the lab with James Harden getting coached by Sam Cassell trying to add right. you know, a more preference to mid range game seeing Joel Embiid obviously we've seen that there's a report now he doesn't care about the MVP anymore so I'm like I'm like cool that's we're probably going to see it much. Different hungry uh, Joel Embiid now. And I think we see a more cautious Joel. Yeah. I don't think we see a hungry one. I think we see a Joel I think he'll who turn sits on more. The I, no, I think we see a, Ka- a Kawhi type of Joel. <laughs> I think now that he doesn't give a, um, a love about the MVP, yeah. he decides he starts sitting out more to preserve his body. Yeah, like but, he'll, he'll pace himself better. Right. And then that gives games where Harden can kind of just but, control the other nine guys and just blow the offense. And just yes. for a half second going back. And I need everybody to listen to understand this. There is no world where the Sixers have not gotten dramatically better depth-wise this offseason. Because for all the eye rolls that I feel. I'm with you. Thank you. I'm with you. For all the eye rolls that I feel about that they need another big and they need another move. So what was our weakness? We were too tough. We couldn't defend wings consistently enough we last tough. year. Right. We weren't oh, sorry. We weren't, we weren't tough. Soft. So, Soft. so that's where Thibel <laughs> honestly underwhelmed. That's where Furcon disappeared. Shake. I don't know why he's still in Philly. Um, don't do that to Malik. You know how I feel about that. Don't do that to Malik. Shake sucks. 
I can't believe me and Karma just agreed. <laughs> but PJ Tucker has gotten us much better. Habitually lost that House, much better. Yeah. Then on top of that, that alone pushes Furkan Shake down the 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 bench, which if they're not getting play playing time makes us better. We don't need a backup big Jamal because did we not argue all year last year who was to get minutes? No, because Jamal understands this. Did we not argue every day after work that the two players who should have been getting clock last year? Isaiah Joe. No, no, no. We talk about bigs. Oh, okay. Paul Reed and Paul Millsap. No, Paul Reed, Reed and Charles, Charles Bassey were the two young bigs who should have been getting that clock. Yeah, but you know Doc's not going to play young bigs. Have y'all seen yeah, him in so the summer league? Yeah, so why do you think we have it signed? The summer league, Paul Reed over, overachieved in the summer league. Well, ba- well Bassey, but what do you need from Bassey like, other than to be the third big? Like chicken with his head cut off, running around. Like, All right, but I'm just sense. saying, there's a reason why we haven't signed him, because the only way for Doc to play these guys is to force his hand. The only reason why we play Tyrese Massey is because Ben Simmons decides to sit down. Bro, we don't need another Andre Drummond. Y'all delusional if y'all think we have enough. We don't. Sixers don't. They don't. Uh, the Celtics were they delusional when they thought they, they had enough not. and they went to the finals. They do not. Huh? Oh, but you know what she think they got. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me repeat myself. The Celtics fans were delusional up until the the All-Star break and still were delusional. And so up the until they went. You're missing it. They were delusional until it. they went to Brooklyn. And then all of a sudden... They got a championship caliber team. But nobody in the world, correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, nobody in the world thought Boston had a championship caliber team. But where did they go last year? To the finals. Now, last time I checked, I got a top five player, arguably top three player in the league right now in my squad. Top three. I'm just saying that. No, you know how I feel. If the unforeseen unforeseen happens, we're going to be in trouble. All right. That's it. Be prepared, people. We will continue this discussion (laughs) next week. She said be prepared. We'll Which continue the discussion next week. Once again, yeah, Chris Thomas. Why is she just destroying us like Thomas. this? It's a girl crime. And, and uh, this is special guest, Corey. It's a pleasure to be with y'all today. Thank you so much. You'll be listening to the Running Back Sports Show, Sports for the Culture, every Tuesday from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern on 98.5 WGYN on UptownRadioPhilly.org and live on YouTube on Uptown Radio. We will see you next time. Later.